You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix. Welcome once again to another Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. It's the 6th of October 2023. I'm Deeks and this is Rappo. Afternoon, Deeks. How are you, mate? Yep, not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Now, I'm having a lot of people asking me, how many is a limited edition? Um, I think, I think, Deeks, Mike's print is, I want to say 300, mate. But, but yeah, I'm not exactly <laughs> sure. Right. But yeah, he, he did say though, mate. Um, so I, th- I think the first three hundred were, you know, set aside for the signing thing and all dicks and you know whatever's left after that sort of thing. And then he said he did say, I'm, you know, I'm pretty certain I'm going to have to print more. Well, for, you're you're, for you. you're already, you know, suggesting to everyone that they can have a copy. So yeah. Yeah, that's it, mate. He said, he said, <laughs> yeah, Mike seemed to think I was a popular bloke, Dick. So I've got to be, I got, I got to be honest, mate. I've, I've had about two hundred people so far, mate. Um, texting and you know, since it went on, when was it Monday? I think Dick's on it, like mm. Twitter and Instagram, and yeah. So since Monday, Dick's, I've had, I think it's, I think I counted it last night at work, mate. It's hundred and eighty-three people so far wanting one, and. Mm. And I've not really pushed it on anyone, if you know what I mean, mate. You know, all my mates that haven't asked me, I haven't made them feel guilty at digs by saying this for cancer research and everything. <laughs> so I was going to get a few more into it. But, but um, yeah, so, yeah, so I, I think, well, I think those 300 will go pretty quick, digs by the look of it. So, so uh, you know, hopefully might be up around 500, mate, you know, by the time. You know, mm. hopefully, Dicks. Yeah, looking, looking good, mate. You know, yeah, right. yeah. And for anyone who isn't aware what we're talking about, it's uh, it, well, it's a rap, isn't it? Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, yeah. Got Mike to thank for that, mate. I couldn't. He said, "Is there anything you want to call it?" And I, I didn't have a clue, mate. All I said was, "Dicks." I, I said, "I like that favourite photo of me." You know, I five in the F troop. You know, for the front of the book, he said, "Yeah, that's not going on there on the front." Oh. <laughs> he said, "Everyone knows you for that picture." He said, "It can go in the book, but I don't want it on the front." I said, "All right, you know, you're the expert." Mm. So that was that was my input, really, mate. Mike come up with the <laughs> <laughs> Mike's come up with the cover and and uh, yeah and every, everything else, mate. The photos, you know, and I just give him about sort of fifty photos, and he's chucked about 25 in there I think mate you know of his you know he's done it all really I, I can't really take any credit for it at all Diggs really you know he's the, he, he's been brilliant to, to deal with Mike has mate a proper professional Diggs he is mate right. you know the drivel I used to give him every week on the phone for an hour Diggs and he would turn it into something you know a decent chapter if mm. you know what I mean mate so did you enjoy it Rich? did you yeah I haven't actually quite finished it yet but I'm uh, two thirds of the way yeah. through and it's a good read it's it, it's lovely Thanks, to man. to actually be able to picture the people you're talking about as well so uh, um, anyone yeah. anyone involved in football at the same time as you will thoroughly enjoy it. Others will obviously get to know who you are if they don't already know who you are. And so it's a great <laughs> read. Yeah, great read. So 
Oh, thanks, thanks, Steve. Yeah, I tried to do that, mate. You know, mention. Well, I, I probably needed another hundred pages, really, Dick. So I, I, there's loads of people <laughs> I ain't mentioned that I wanted to, but but um, but yeah, I tried to. You know, like you say, Dick. You know, a few old names from the past, Dick, isn't it? You know, who, who I played against them with, and mm. yeah, hopefully jog a few people's memory, Dick, isn't it? About the good old days, mate. Yeah, hopefully, that's right. Okay, well, Thank let's you, let's uh, turn to the present old well not you can't have present old days can you the present days and um let's talk some football shall we yes mate from the national league south through to the saint piran league this is the place to be favorite port me week things yeah 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 what was that about drivel just now <laughs> old flannel wasn't it mate old flannel <laughs> <laughs> right well let's have some of the wishy-washy stuff that cam weldon gives us every week it's the latest from true city well your manager paul watson cam has said that uh, he thought chipnam are the best side you've played this season so what did you make of them yeah no i think i think they're a good side dave i think we knew that going into the game um it was a, a a difficult game for us. Um, credit to them, they 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 came out and they played some good football and they uh, got the two goals. But realistically, Dave, they were the only real two shots they had, um, which is really frustrating. But um, that that's football that happens, doesn't it? But I I think we we were pretty poor on the day. It's pretty disappointing, really. Um, but even so, we still had enough chances to to get on the score sheet and if we just got that elusive goal then maybe something maybe it might have been a different story but um we had a number of decent opportunities I think Tyler Harvey had two and we've had more than enough chances to to get something from the game and we we didn't take them so which is unlike us we we can't really blame the strikers they've been uh you, you can allow them to have a uh, a few days off every every now and then but you kind of hope like your midfielders your defenders pitching with some goals because we are so reliant on time rocks goals but unfortunately that hasn't happened uh last couple of weeks and um but hopefully we can bounce back but yeah it was one of those games dave i think uh the, the first goals are probably giving him too much time in the box matt mcclure and he's he's turned and, and fired and not really much hammy can do he's uh, he's done well to to fire it low and uh, Hammy can't get there. And the second goal in the second half is, despite us having a decent amount of chances, they sort of just had a few number of passes, really. And then the, the shot from distance, I think Hammy will be a little disappointed with it, but whether it took a bubble or something, I'm not sure, but it's, it's always gone through him a little bit, which I know he's, he won't be happy with. But yeah, not 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 our best day, Dave. And But um, we these are the kind of games we know we're in for tough games in this league. We know we're going to have teams who are going to, play some good stuff and Chippenham came and did that and I think it's it's a learning curve for us but uh, I'm sure we'll be we'll be looking to bounce back this weekend but no we're we've got some really tough fixtures coming up um well it's relentless schedule for us and we've got some got some tough games coming up yeah and and one of those certainly is this coming Saturday Worthing away what are they fifth in the table at the moment three points off the top of the table so um this could be a tricky one couldn't it uh, Worthing were only two wins off the off the national league off the national league last year. Dave, they got in the playoffs and, and lost, unfortunately, but in the semi-finals for them. So they'll be disappointed with that. But yeah, the, a team who can get in, in the national south playoffs is obviously going to be a good side. And the the fifth in the league, scoring scored goals for fun, had a couple of weird results, but I'm pretty certain they beat Torquay three 0 which was uh, at Plainmore, which was a good, which was a bit of a standout result. So. Um, They'll be a good team. We know we know what we're expecting from them. It's going to be a difficult match. 
I think it's the first time we've ever played them, though, Dave. So it's always nice to have a new team. I might might be wrong there, but I can't recall Truro ever playing them before. So um, be a new ground for me, which is always quite nice. But um, yeah, it's we're we're going to be a difficult match, no no doubt about that. And the league position doesn't lie. They've had some really good results, scoring. Uh, goals for fun and there's one one player who I didn't realise who's just returned from injury actually on Saturday who scored um, I believe the winning goal for them uh, might be a name that you might recall Dave is Jake Robinson who is a name that many Truro fans probably won't, will want to forget uh, if you remember on the opening day of the 2018-19 season Truro were playing at Plain Moor They've lost 4-0 to Billericay. Yeah, I remember that one well. Jake Jake Robinson scored all four goals for Billericay. Yes, Uh, right. He's now now playing for Worthing, and I think he's been out injured for the last 11 months or something. He's had a really nasty injury, but on his return, he scored on his return, uh, kind of unsurprisingly. He seems to score a lot of goals, but um, so he's always, he'll be a threat, no doubt, but... Yeah, it's going to be a tough game, as I said, and uh, I'm sure the boys are looking forward to it. And I think for us, it's be a chance to, to bounce back a little bit with um, three three defeats in a row now without scoring. It, it's something that I know that the lads won't like. I know one of those games is an FA Cup match, but um, we we're in a good run of form in the league, and to to be on back to back defeats some, something we we won't want to be in. So um, no doubt we'll want to try and put in a good performance and hopefully get some points on Saturday. How's the old injury list looking like? Yeah, it's um, it's sort of uh, one step forward, two steps back a little bit, Dave, with with the injuries at the moment. Um, who's who's actually we, out injured at the moment? So at the moment, obviously things might change between now and now and the yeah. weekend. But I can tell you who missed last Saturday's game. Ryan Law was suspended. Um, he's back now, so he it was only a one match suspension, I believe. Ben Adelsbury still out injured. Uh, Billy Palfrey is obviously a more long-term injury. He's still out. Um, trying to think off the top of my head, who else is missing? Dan Rooney was missing on Saturday. Uh, Dan Sullivan was also missing on Saturday. Um, but I'm, I believe Sullivan and Rooney aren't as ser- aren't too serious. So hopefully we'll have them back in a few weeks. I think Ben slightly longer as well. And then obviously Billy's a lot, a bit more long-term, probably a couple of months away for him. Um, so yeah, the, it's sort of, you get one player fit and then you have a few more dropping down injured. We were a bit worried about Ed. Obviously last week he got stretched off against Weston, but um, he, he's a tough cookie and he was all right and managed to play on Saturday, which was good. But um, yeah, it's, it's difficult, Dave. And we've got a small squad and a very small budget and it's trying to, I think, for fair play to Paul and, and Yates for being able to get a team out really more than anything and it's the fact that you've got to be able to compete at this standard as well and it doesn't help when you've got you've got a small squad but it doesn't help when you're getting players getting injured and, and stuff like this it's it's difficult isn't it mm, that's right what about Tyler Harvey is he is he 100% fully fit do you think yeah, yeah I think I think so yeah I think he he missed the um, the game before Western, so they're having a Waterloo game. I believe that was a literally just a. I think he had some blisters on his feet, um, uh, which is obviously a, a painful one. It's not 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 serious, obviously, but it's a it's a painful one to anybody who knows that feeling. So, um, I, but I think he's he he he's back now. Same with Mel Hadder, Jimmy Mel Hadder at fullback. Thought he played really well on Saturday. Um, he came back into the team as well. So we're we're slowly but surely we're getting bodies back and. Um, just fingers crossed we don't get, don't get any more injuries, Dave. It's the last thing we need. Okay, well, um, that's pretty much um, that's pretty much it for this week, isn't it? 
Yeah, well, we can we can mention um, we got a, Matt Buse came into the club on Saturday. We announced him. I missed that one. Yeah, Matt Matt yeah. Buse. Matt Buse. Yeah, he was um, signed a bit for, former Taunton Town, Torquay, Wealdstone, Weymouth. Um, he's a attacking midfielder. We signed him on on Saturday, so um, which was a, a good signing for us. And he he played played the full ninety on Saturday against uh, Chippenham. Okay, so Matt um, Buse, how old is he? What's it, what colour hair has he got? Twenty five, and he's blonde. And his younger brother uh, plays for Yeovil Town, Dave. So, oh, right. in the in goals, and he, it Will Buse actually played for Truro. He was on loan from Bristol City a few years ago. Actually, in fact, Will Buse is famous. I remember he played in that five nil defeat at Stockport County, and um, he he made about five or six saves to probably. If it wasn't for him, it probably could have been double figures that day. So, uh, <laughs> small world. There's always links in 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 this in this world. Yeah, Dave has always been put yeah. weird links to something. But so is this a is this a temporary signing or a permanent? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm not too sure on the the. Uh, I believe it. It's not like a loan or anything. He's without a club, so I think, I'm, I'm guessing it's like a permanent deal. But for how long? I'm, I'm not sure what the the situation is there. But he's he signed and played on Saturday, so. Right, and uh, out of ten, rating of ten, what would you've given him on Saturday? Well, considering he's not played this season, I think I think he did really well actually, Dave. He had a couple of good opportunities and stuff. So seven, give him a, give him a seven. Yeah, it's always a fair assessment, isn't it? So <laughs> right, what would you give Paul Watton's interview post match out of ten? I'll be honest, Dave. I'll give. I always give Paul at least a nine or a ten in, in these. If I was to do this every week, because win, lose, or draw, he's always hundred percent honest. Um, and I think that's to be admired. You don't. You see a lot of managers come out and say, uh, say stuff that perhaps you look at and think really. But um, Paul, as I, as I said, win, lose, or draw, he'll always. You'll always get an honest assessment from you. He won't shy away. He'll always do an interview. Um, and as I said, I think. It's quite nice to see that you don't have almost a breath of fresh air a little bit. You don't often see managers do that. So, um, yeah. Right. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Cam. Uh, Let's keep our fingers crossed for something good on Saturday. Fingers crossed, Dave. Fingers crossed. Yeah, it sounds like one of those days, Deeks, you know, what what do you call them, mate? A bad day at the office and all, Mm. mate, for City, done it on Saturday, really, Deeks. You know, strikers missing chances, you know, hammying goal, letting a soft one in. You know, bit out of character all round, really, Deeks, isn't it? You know, the strikers are, you know, been performing for City. Amy's obviously, I know he's been injured, but he's a top keeper, mate. So, you know, out of character for those guys, really, Dick. So usually pretty reliable, mate, aren't they on on all fronts? But but um, yeah, just one of them days, I think, Dick. I see, I see, City are still top half. You know, just hanging on to the top half of the table there. So not not all and doom, really, Dixon. And I agree with Cam, mate. You know, what's he always fronts up, mate? Doesn't he with a with an honest interview, win, lose, or draw after the game, mate, which is which is bit to be admired, I think, Deeks, isn't it? From what to really, mate? It, well, yes, that's right. Um, he ne- <laughs> he just never looks very happy, though, does he? <laughs> I think he is one of them people, mate, <laughs> isn't he? That his, his demeanour doesn't come across as as a, a you know an happy-go-lucky type of guy, does it? His glass is half empty, isn't it, rather than <laughs> half full. <laughs> yeah. But 
But I think, you know, I think he's a good guy though, mate, isn't he? And he's obviously a, you know, proper football man, Deeks, isn't he? So, you know, we're all different, I suppose, Deeks, aren't we? In our, in our sort of demeanour, mate, aren't we, I suppose? Demeanour? God, blimey. Yeah, yeah. did you like that one? Yeah, that's a, that's a good word. Right. That's a, that's a Richard Lander education coming out, <laughs> that is, Deeks. Right. Okay, so, uh, yeah, so true, uh, they're up at Worthing on Saturday, uh, well, yeah. that, that's not going to be an easy game, is it? No, it won't be. Deeks. I played there, Deeks, for Cornwall, actually, at Worthing, mate, right. in about 1993. Nice, really nice setup. I think we drew two all, mate. Me and Swigsy, I think, scored for Cornwall, mate. Okay. Sussex, is it, Deeks? I, yeah. I think, isn't it? Sussex, yeah, isn't it? Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, two. Yeah, yeah. I think Swigsy opened the scoring. We went two one down, and I, I think I scored late on to scrape a point. But, but it was a nice setup, Deeks, and I, and I think they've done quite a bit to the, you know, like Cam said, mate. You know, they're pretty, um, you know, I think they're a pretty ambitious club these days, Deeks, and they just, just missed out on promotion, didn't they, last year to the, mm. you know, the proper. Yeah, and proper stat one football dig. So, yeah, like you say, mate, it's going to be a tough old ask up there, mate, isn't it, to get anything, I think. Yeah. Now, you mentioned Bradley Swiggs there, didn't you? So, um, yeah. I, I don't want to go harping on about your book because, you know, you, you haven't got enough copies already. So, um, uh, who's the best striker you've played alongside? Oh, flipping, isn't it? Do you, is, do you say this oh. in the book or not? Yeah, I think so, mate. I mean, oh uh, well, in that case, and no, no, don't say it. Don't say it. If you if you mention it in the book, everyone's going to have to buy it to find out. Yeah, that's true, mate. That's true. I don't want to ruin it, mate. Do I? There's been a few though. Yeah, there's been a few deeps. Got to say, mate. Right. Yeah, got to say. Okay. Right. Well, let's move on. Southern League football. Well, Southern League. What is it? Division One South football. But um, they're having a lot of cup action at the moment. And uh, everything we need to know about Maisel. Here it is from Pablo. Right then, Pablo, tell us what's happening at Trungle. What's the latest news, results, goal scores, injuries? You know it all. Yeah, well, we've come off the back of uh, well, just our second game in the in the Southern League in September, funnily enough. Obviously, we played right at the start against Bristol Manor Farm and then finished off with a game away to Yates. Um, obviously, all those FA Cup and FA Trophy games in the end. Uh, we got ourselves a 2-1 win on the weekend. Massive win, actually, I'd say. It kind of keeps us up towards the top of the table. Um, you know, funnily enough, actually, we know if we win all our games in hand, we can actually go top of the league. Um, you know, above Willand and, and Bemerton Heath Harlequin. So, which is, which is which is great, obviously, and sort of symbolises a great start we've made. And obviously, we've got those games in hand because of the, the cup runs we've been on. Um, but that game against the eight, I mean, again, what I'd say about it is it's a two-one win away from home, massive win, a different sort of miles of win, and the fact that I thought we were more resilient, dug in, uh, showed some gritty work at the back. Um, but again, I think the first half we weren't good enough. Unfortunately, I had to say that for a few weeks in a row now, honestly. And it just, I, don't, I don't know what it is. If it's maybe because we've got the knowledge in the back of our minds that we can come back and win games from behind or it's just become a habit to start a bit slowly and then turn it up in the second half. I'm honestly not sure, but I know that's what's something that we, the, the coaching staff and all the players want to be changing in in the next few weeks because it's one of those things that you wonder how sustainable it can be over a large stretch of the season. But look, I, th- I don't think we were as poor as we were against Tavistock, funnily enough, actually, but... That Yate came out, you know, flying. To be fair, they got a screamer from the edge of the area from in about you know, twenty minutes on the clock. But I thought second half we turned it up immediately. Uh, Jack Brevins didn't start, came off the bench at half time. Um, I think changed the game definitely with with what he's done so far this season. Top scorer, of course, we can't get away from that. Um, it was actually Hayden Turner who like levelled it, long ball over the top from Max Hill. 
And the right back sort of couldn't really control it. And then Hayden's gone clean through on goal and just slotted it over the keeper. And then literally within four minutes later, Jack Brevin's on the turn as well, put us 2-1 up. So sort of like a smash and grab turnaround. But we were building all of that second half, to be fair, and, and got there in the end. And then obviously when you're 2-1 up away from home, you when you haven't played your best football, then you've got to dig in you know, and do the dirty work, which maybe we haven't been able to do so far this season. That's why we've lost games late on or drawn them even to Tavistock, to, <clears throat> to Bashley even in the league earlier on. So... And then to come up, to come away there with all three points, not lose it at the end. And they had a cracking chance to equalise at the end where I think everyone just had their hearts in their mouths. But look, <laughs> another great win on the road, to be fair. Um, caps off, you know, a busy month, really good month, though, to be fair, with the cup progression and obviously two wins in the league, which feels weird to say in September, only playing two league games. But yeah, it was good to get back to league action, get more points on the board. And, and like I said, it was a bit of like a different win in a way um, mm. with the way we sort of like had to, had to grind out, you know, instead of playing that like beautiful football for the entirety of the 90 minutes, you know. Okay, so you're third in the table. You're you're the yeah. only undefeated side in the league, but some yeah. some are saying that actually you haven't played a decent side yet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm sure they are. I mean, I mean, look, what from what I can tell by the fixtures, the decent the decent sides are going to start coming pretty pretty quick and pretty quick and fast, though, you know. So I, I think we'll be able to prove ourselves then. I, I, I'm not sure how much I like buy about that sort of stuff, though. You know, I mean, ultimately, it, it is also our, our first season in this league. The fact that we're the only unbeaten side is is something quite impressive, honestly. Um, I think you look at teams at Westbury, who we, we beat 4-0 on the opening game of the season. You know, they're not far off the, the promotion playoff spots. Um, you, look, you look at Bashley, I think we're a decent side. So I, I, I'm not, you know, of course, we're going to have bigger tests in the, in the next few weeks. I'm sure that will happen. I'm, I'm aware we're playing teams you know, closer to the top of the table. That's going to be really interesting to see how we do. No doubt about that. But also, you know, I know, I know we've, we've proven ourselves before. We're good at almost being at the underdogs and coming up to the league and, and proving our worth. So look, I think, I think we welcome playing the big teams. We know we have to in the next few weeks. I know we're playing Willand in two weeks time. Is it? Um, Melksham or Hyatt, we're playing them very soon. These teams are going to start coming soon. Deeks, you know, like there's no escaping it. So, Look, people can potentially say that. To be fair, I haven't actually heard anyone say that to me in person. But when you look at the fixtures and you and you put the the opposition we've played like in in relation to where they are on the table, you can understand maybe the comment. But I think to be fair, first first time in this new division, all those cup games to deal with as well. The fact that we're still unbeaten, the only unbeaten side in the league, by the way, is is super impressive. Right. Okay. Now uh, you mentioned cup football, and that's what it is this yeah. Saturday coming, isn't it? Yeah, it is indeed. Another FA Trophy game. Um, if I'm right in saying if we win this one, we'll go into the first round proper, which is great. Um, you know, it's all, I, I always enjoy the cup games. You know, it's actually a bit, a bit of something different. I, I've said it every time on here, but we just we haven't had much cup football in recent years. Certainly not in my first season when I was there last year as well. So it's um, it's just exciting. You know, I think Larko is obviously, I said on the last podcast, they're a similar sort of spot to Yate. They're one point above Yate in the table, um, or two points, sorry, I should say, with, with one game in hand. So I don't know whether that correlates. You know, you made a good point about maybe fixtures being favourable to people at early stages of the season. So it's not always the best way to tell whether a side's good. Um, but if we actually saw that Larkor, I think, was it only lost 2-1 to Bemerton Heath Harlequins mm. on the weekend. Maybe that's just something about them at home as well, whether they're a difficult team to beat. And that's a side in second above us, you know, who have started really well. So that actually deets could be quite a good indicator. I'm not saying every game's the same as the other. It obviously isn't, but that's not a bad indicator, is it? Um, but when you look at league position, you know, of course, we'll go there and we've done well against sides in, in this sort of position in the table so far, haven't we? So if we can get through to the first round proper, it's just brilliant. You know, it really is great news. And obviously we've made we've made good progress in the FA Trophy so far. Um, 
I think shame in, in the FA in the FA Cup if you like. But it's not a bad it's not a bad draw. Obviously, you know, I don't think we would we would have liked. I don't think we would have liked to get you know another Salisbury again at this round. So I think we'll take Lark all away, and and it'll be a good test as well. It'll give us a good insight for the league games too. So yeah, I'm excited for it actually. I, I like a cup. I like a cup game in a way. So um, yeah, and I think it's a decent standard for us. It's our league, of course. Again, another Southern League test for us in that way. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Mm. And is it straight to penalties if it's level at 90 minutes or what? I Ooh, think thanks, I, I think it I, is. I, I, I think I, it I, is. I, I, I would say it is just because the previous rounds were, but um, I, I would say it is, yeah. is, is what I say. Yeah. Well, let's hope it is because my next question is going to be, Pablo, who, who would your <laughs> yeah. five penalty takers be? <laughs> it's a great question actually are we are we saying this as if like everyone's on the pitch not I don't just have to pick like a starting lineup. I can just pick the five best penalty takers at the club yeah just pick the or, five best penalty takers alright I'll go Hayden will be on there because he is our penalty taker so Hayden Turner I'll have I'll have Callum McConey I'll have Maka because he's got a rifle on and I back him from the spot I'll put Jack Brevens as well top scorer of course um Oh, then it gets a bit. Yeah, no. And and then I've got two left. So that's sort of like that's sort of like (laughs) a front three. I'll put. I'll put. I'll tell you what. what, I'll put Talon Mitchell. Um, Mm. I think he scored a penalty last season for us. So I'll put Talon Mitchell. Um, And then I've got one more. There's decent options to be fair. It'd probably be between maybe Paolo or maybe Jack Calver. Or obviously, you know what? I'll give it to Gold. I'll give it to Goldie. I've got to say, Mark Goldsworthy is a strong like you know. So I'll give it to Goldie. Go on that. That'll be my five. Mm, right. Okay. So you don't fancy any defenders then, do you? You know what? I'd actually back us in a shootout because I think well, I think we've got a lot of good ball strikers in the team, and I think even you you see that in training actually. When obviously it, it, it's smaller sided games, that some of the centre backs put in some absolute rifles. Like I'd back like Max Hill from a penalty spot. I'd even probably back Morgan. You know, I've seen him put in. He's got a bit of a. He's got a rifle of a left foot. So you know what? In pens, I'd back us. I'd back all the midfielders: Andy Elcock, Paolo, Jack Calver. You know, Talon I've mentioned. I'd back the midfielders. The wingers and attackers are good ball strikers, and actually the defenders too. I never really thought about it, but you know what? I'd actually back us from a shootout. And of course, we've got either Ollie or Lewis in goal. So you know what? If if, if it comes to it, that'll be the test, won't it? <laughs> well, let's hope it doesn't. But uh, but, but be interesting. Yeah, that's right. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, what is it? Third qualifying round, and then it's yes. first round proper. Do we know if any teams come in the first round, or have we not bothered looking that far ahead yet? I'd imagine they do. I think as of now, if I'm, I'm not, if I'm you not don't know, do you? Now, you don't know. I, I, I don't know in the, pre- in the next <laughs> round. As of now, we have uh, step three. Do we have because Salisbury are there, so we've got step three as of now. And to be honest with you, Deeks, I'd imagine when it gets to first round proper, we're definitely going to have step two and potentially even step one, no? Mm. Because when it get, once it gets to first round, you have to consider that it's similar to, to, to FA Cup in a way. I know FA Cup's a little bit different where in first round proper, you don't even get all the Premier League sides, of course. But I'd imagine in FA Trophy, of course, we only go up to step one. So I'd expect by by, by first round proper, step two will definitely be in. And if not, step one, right. which is exciting, R- really exciting. Yeah, uh, I've just thought of a, what would be a really exciting penalty shootout if Truro go yeah. get get into the competition yeah. <laughs> and you draw Truro. We need you and Cam out there doing a penalty shootout. <laughs> yeah, I know that'd be great, wouldn't it? I mean, <laughs> to be fair, I, I I I always think. Imagine if we got drawn against Truro, like in that in that FA Cup draw, the one we got Salisbury. Yeah. I thought if we got Truro, that'd be a cracker, wouldn't it? And in the end, I think they got quite like a. Did they get Western Superman yeah, that round? Yeah. And you just, ah, uh, you know, they, they played them loads in the league last season. You know, it's one of those that isn't exciting. 
that would have been a great game, honestly. So I, I would love that. And you're right. And obviously, we're both on BBC Cornwall as well, so it would have been both reporting <laughs> yes, at the same time. You know, right. They'd have to switch, switch between one of us for each penalty, wouldn't they? <laughs> yeah, that's that would be a bit of a logistic nightmare, wouldn't it, really? But, it uh, would, yeah. That would be great fun, though. Cornish, I'll <laughs> be too high for Cornish sides, yeah. Class. Yeah. OK. Well, um, I think that's pretty much it for this week, isn't it? Um, what, yeah. What, uh, Jack, you mentioned Chuck Carver in the penalties uh, yeah. choices. Yeah. How's his injury coming on? Because obviously he, he's yeah. the skipper, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. No, it's not a bad place to end with like a bit of an injury roundup. Yeah. So Calver, he's just frustrated at the moment. To be fair, deep. Like again, he's done a bit of the warm up. He, he, he did a bit of like warming up on his own with Beth, our physio, on um, Saturday at eight. And every time I speak to him, he comes off. He's just frustrated because he wants to be out there. But he did say he's still in pain. To be fair, so. Oh. He's one of those where, you know, you, you can't rush those sorts of things. He just is going to have to wait a few more weeks. So, I say Jack Calver said a few weeks away. But we can, you can tell we're missing him in, in midfield, by the way. Just the presence, the armband, you know, and everyone knows in Cornish football, you know, he's a quality mm-hmm. player. So, we're definitely missing Jack. Uh, Josh Story, who you asked me about a few weeks ago, actually got minutes off the bench against Tavistock in the FA Trophy. Um, not many, about 5'10", I think. Came on in midfield, actually, sort of to solidify the win. We were tuning up at the time, I think before Nixon got the third. Um, and then this Saturday, he didn't come with a team to Yate, but he did play for Malzwell Development. Um, and I think it was quite a big win for them. So he got, maybe did he even say three assists in that game. So um, story, story got good minutes for the development team. So he should be back soon. Um, and I, if, I, if I'm not missing anyone, that should be that. Um, I think Josh Otto sort of been held back in a way. We've seen Ryan Barrett come into the team for the last two games now and play, play all the minutes. So um We've seen Barrett come in at right back. We knew he was going to be quite a, a big signing in the summer anyway. Um, obviously, Roots from Newcastle. And I think Otto had a bit of like a hamstring issue that was just being monitored. Um, so he's been able to be brought out of the side for a few games now. And Barrett's come in for him, which has been good. Mm-hmm. Um, and other than that, I think that's the injury update. Yeah, we, we, we are just really waiting on Calva. And of course, story to find full fitness. But I think Calva's a big one at the moment that you know everyone's waiting to come back. And last question, goalkeeper. I know um, yeah. that... Uh, Lewis has been used more, hasn't he, in the cup competitions? Yeah, he has. But against Tavistock at home, Oli Chinoeth played. Right. And I, I, I presume what that was, Deeks, was because we had so many cup games in a row, as you know. And then we had this Yate game coming up on the weekend, which we probably knew Oli was going to play. And I think probably Jake and the staff just wanted Oli to, to get some familiarity. So he was back in between the six for the, right. for the Tavistock game. And then, of course, again uh, against Yate on the weekend. So... Maybe it's just Ollie to carry on. But having said that, now that we've got more league games, so that you know Ollie can still you know interchange there. I think before it was because we had so many cup in a row, it was hard for Ollie to get any rhythm to mm. then come back to the league. But you never know. So it could be Lewis. But that's a good question. If I had to go one way, I'd say Ollie, just because I think he's been playing. Um, he's been playing the games the last few games, including the cup ones. But yeah, now that we're back in league action, it, it could be Lewis again. <laughs> right. I think that's slightly sitting on the fence there, Pablo. <laughs> I, I said if I had to go one way, I'd go Ollie. Right. Okay. Well, we'll soon find out. Uh, thanks very much for that, and good luck Saturday. Cheers, Deeks. Take care. Speak soon. Yeah, Deeks. It you know good good odd for sort of gritty victory. It sounded like from Pablo there, Deeks, didn't it? You know, mm. it's not it's not what you expect, really, mate. Is it from Mosel? You know, really, you know, doing the the sort of dirty work, mate, to to take home the three points, but away from home but, but don't think 
you know, don't think that's a bad trait to have, really, Dicks, do you? You know, can, it can be pretty football, can it, mate, all the time? You know, like we we sort of, you know, recognise males or four, mate, you know, it can, it can always be like that. You're going to get your your dirty old messy games, and not you, sometimes, Dicks? And I think that's got a sign of, well, you know, I don't want to say I don't want to put pressure on Ashley and all like champions, but but I think going away, getting a, you know, coming back from a goal down, you know, winning two one, and and that pitch at Yate Deeks flipping it is the biggest pitch I've ever played on, mate. That that pitch is <laughs> massive. I thought it might suit Maves or actually Deeks, you know, their football, but it, unless it's changed, mate, since thirty years ago, I mean, it's the same measurements as Wembley. When I played for Falmouth there in the Vazdeeks, it was it was certainly the widest pitch. It made Galaport look like a five-a-side pitch, Deeks. <laughs> it was, right. Yeah, it, it was unbelievable. Biggest pitch I've ever seen. But but um, but yeah, you know, great result from Mosel, mate. And and uh, it was weird, Deeks, when you were talking to Pablo. I was listening to the interview last night at work, mate. About four o'clock this morning, Deeks, you know, in me sort of break, and and as you was talking, I was writing down the five penalty takers, mate, in order. What mm. I, um, yeah, and I got exactly the same, mate, as Pablo. I even got. Do you want to hear me five, Deeks? Yeah, in order. go on, then. go on. Then. Yeah, well, number one was Aiden, mate. I thought get him up first. Uh, no, number two, Paolo, mate. Number three, Maka. Uh, number four, Goldie. And then JBE to get the winner, mate. Oh, that's me five right. in order. Yeah, that's me five. Who would your first <laughs> defender be that's going to have to take one? Yeah, I don't know, mate. I quite like Max Hill. That you know, I think for a for a big sort of centre half, he's quite composed on the ball, isn't he, mate? But um, but like you said, mate, you've got like people like Jack Calver and all there, mate, haven't you? And and you know, other good players there, really more more than capable. I would have thought, mate. So. You know, Nixie might have been on by then, Diggs. Fancy him for a set piece, mate, wouldn't you? Mm. You know, with his free kick record. And, you know, so there's plenty. Yeah, I think they got, if it ever does go to a shootout, Diggs, you know, I mean, obviously all those guys probably won't be left on the pitch, mate, by then. <laughs> but, yeah, they have certainly got some options there, Diggs, haven't they? Yeah. Hopefully it won't go to pens, mate, will it? They'll, they'll, win, they'll do it in 90 minutes, mate, wouldn't they? Yeah, yeah that's right. right. And uh, what did you think of the Cam Pablo uh, contest? Yeah, yeah, that'd be an interesting one, mate, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know, mate. Wouldn't like to call a winner there, mate. Wouldn't like to call a winner. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they both do their clubs proud, mate, <laughs> like they do already. You can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football. Let's uh, move on to the Western League, and uh, well, um, Falmouth go top of the table. Yes, mate. Yeah, that, you know. Gloating a bit here, Deeks and I all smiled, like, mate. Uh, early days, yeah, I, I, early I, days. Yeah. Well, well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm not getting too excited, Deeks, at the minute, but yeah. I mean, for what what result, Deeks? You know, to to go up to Buckland, you know, not got me normal usual text off off a no. Well, I was standing with you, mate, wasn't I? You oh, know, yeah. Pleasure of your yours and Graham's company, Dick. You know, with with Ben. Ben's out for a month, mate, with his knee ligaments. So, so I can get around him. You know, enjoyed that last Saturday, Dick. But, but yeah, you know, one one nil up, mate. Looking good, and then Buckland got that equaliser, Dick. Didn't they? Like virtually last minute, you thought, oh no, like you know, and then and then uh, Falmouth got the other end and get a winner, Dick. Didn't they? In, was it 94th minute, was it, Diggs, I think? Yeah, it was so, very late on. That's right, that's right. So, yeah, 
great time to score, mate. And what a result, Diggs, really. You know, I think it was second v third at kickoff, Diggs, wasn't it? So, you know, what what a result that was, mate, for town. And, and you know, keep saying it, mate, but, you know, well done, Westy, mate. Everything he's done, you know, bringing in young players and, you know, just got a real good look about it aside now, Diggs. So, you know, even I looked at the last lineup, and, you know, it seems to be like, well, obviously you use it again Wednesday night, Diggs, aren't you? But we've got a bit of strength in depth about it, I think, now, mate, and it tames sort of lineup. There's players on the bench as well, aren't there, to, that could change things, I think. So, yeah, loving it at the moment, Diggs, got to say, mate, love, loving it, mate. <laughs> well done, Tom. Right. <laughs> so that was the, that was a good news. The bad news, obviously, was Helston going down 3-1 at home to Barnstable, wasn't it? Yeah, I think we was all shocked with that, mate, weren't we? And, and as fate would have it, mate, you know, we, we said about Oscar Massey, mate, didn't we, on his debut. And, you know, he certainly had a good debut, mate, didn't he? Mm. At Callaway Park there for his, for his new club. So, yeah, I'm sure, you know... Cousy knows his football digs, doesn't he? Great coach and he great manager, you know, tactician, everything that goes with it. And, you know, Barnstable are a decent side, Diggs. And it's a tough old league, isn't it, mate? Looking at the Western League, Diggs, you know, it's a tough old division. So I don't think anyone's ever going to go through that. With, you know, even if you, you've got aspirations of winning it, like Elston have, mate, I don't, I don't think anyone's going to go through that league and win it without losing maybe even four or five games sticks to you over that long season that they got. Mm-hmm. So yeah. no need to panic, I don't think, is there, mate, really? No. I don't I, think. I thought you would have actually by now brought in your uh, headline, the the Oscar winner. I was actually going to leave it to you, Dave. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I didn't want to. Yeah, I know we were talking about it, weren't we? It was on the way out of Lux Park, you know, obviously there's an headline to be written there, Dick. So, and I, I, I think you come up with the short and sharper one, didn't you? <laughs> you know, I think so. I'm going to leave it to you, mate, yeah. to take the credit. But yeah, an Oscar winner, mate. Yeah, it's a good headline, though, isn't it? <laughs> I'm sure someone, yeah, someone's got to use that, and they, mate, in the in the paper, maybe, maybe Nige, mate, Nige Warren or whatever at the, you know, Cornish Times, mate. You know, Nige, uh, he's got a good football spread, mate, and he every week in that paper, maybe. Maybe he'll come up with that headline, mate. Maybe, mightn't he? <laughs> <laughs> right, we'll see. Um, right, going, going uh, down through the, the Cornish clubs, well, there was a one-all draw, Saltash against Tor Point. Um, that seemed to be a, a fairly even game, although a bit of, bit of yeah. fun at the end of it by sounds of a, a penalty uh, perhaps should have been given, but the referee decided no, and he perhaps should have blown up for full-time a minute earlier than what he did. So I'm not quite, yeah. not quite yeah. sure what was happening there. They obviously need VAR, Diggs, don't they? Uh, that was sort well, of it, mate. Do it? they need VAR on what the, oh, on what we've seen this week? I'm not so sure about that. Uh, I know, it's unbelievable, mate, and it? It's still, you know, it's not the VAR, mate. It's the people running the VAR, yeah. it's really. Yeah. Yeah, but... Won't say any more, mate. I was pleased to see Tottenham beat Liverpool two one, mate. As as you were, mate. No <laughs> date, so yeah, that's yeah, right. Not going to run it down, mate. Not going to run it down. <laughs> no, on this occasion, it it um, it it was fine. I, I don't know what the problem exactly. is. <laughs> no, exactly, mate. No, exactly. Right now. Oldland Abertonians, they, I think they were, did I see they were 4 0 up at, uh, against St Blasey? So it finished 4 2. So uh, I suppose St Blasey are claiming some sort of credit for trying to come back. 
Yeah, I was a bit disappointed with that one, Dix. I thought Blazy, you know, might have got something. Well, you know, my, my predictions have been like this season, Dix, but, you know, obviously got that one wrong. But, but yeah, I was hoping Blazy might have got something up there, Dix, you know, because I think Oldham were like next to bottom, weren't they, at, at kickoff, mate? And, you know, Blazy have yeah, sort of, well, picked up a little bit lately, but, yeah, disappointed with that one, Diggs, really. I think someone got an act trick, mate, didn't they, for Oldland? Yeah, Harrison, Harrison Kite. Yeah, oh, I bet he was flying, mate, wasn't he, after that, <laughs> didn't he? <Yeah>. <laughs> 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 Sorry, mate. Sorry. Yeah. So Ryan Downing scored, mate. First goal for Blazy, I think, isn't it, Diggs? Yeah, it I think scored? it is, actually. Yeah, so Ryan Downing and uh, CJ Pritchard got the other one. So, um, and, and the red card, I think, as well, wasn't there, for Lewis Russell? Oh, I didn't know that, Dix. No, was there? Yeah, I think so. That's oh, so, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Move on from that one. Um, so that leaves us That leaves us with Millbrook, doesn't it? And, uh, well, they scored only yeah. their second league goal yeah. of the season. But, um, uh, and actually, it wasn't anything like that prediction that was on the forum. Uh, it was only half the score of that one, wasn't it? It was 6-1. Six, <laughs> six, so, uh, so, yeah take some positives as we said earlier let's be positive about um, things yeah. um, now we haven't heard too yeah. much coming out of Millbrook so far this season and so I was grateful this week to get to speak to someone from the club right every week uh, on the podcast we'd like to get a new voice uh, to listen to and uh, well it's thanks very much to the Millbrook chairman Gav Bettinson uh, welcome to the podcast Gav yeah well thank you for calling me that's right. We all want to know what's happening at Millbrook. Uh, I mean, let's be fair, it's been a difficult start to the season, hasn't it? Uh, yeah, very, very, very difficult. Um, we we lost um, all our playing staff and uh, manager last year. So we've, we basically had to start from scratch. And a lot of people would say that actually you're doing well to have got this far into the season. Um, yeah, we, the, the players are committed to the club and the club supports the players, supports the manager 100%. Um, and we're all pulling together to make sure that we can fulfil our fixtures and um, put a team out there every week. So in the summer, obviously, when Macca Brown uh, left, um, well, what was left? No players or what? Um, yeah, we, we still had the sec- our uh, second team, St. Perrin League. Um, so um, Richard Washburn stepped up to run the first team, and then we, for the St. Perrin League, we managed to get an under-18s team to step up into the St. Perrin League. So, um, but stepping up two leagues is always going to be tough for the players. And um, but we are fulfilling the fixtures, and we are starting now to to get some fresh faces to to the club, which is which is very good. Yeah, it, it's always so important, isn't it, to have uh, fresh faces, volunteers, people that can do all sorts of stuff, isn't it, behind the scenes? Yeah, I mean, it, it wasn't just the um, football side either. We, we lost um, chairman, football secretary and treasurer as well. So <laughs> we were <laughs> right. a bit decimated as a club. <laughs> so um, we, we kind of... Um, kind of it was very very difficult to keep keep the club going um but we've got some good good people um behind the scenes and um in front of house on the social side is uh, working very well we've got um, a good bar manager and ryan riley 
who's who's turned the club around socially, um, which is fantastic. And on the football pitch, we are, you know, we, we're putting out uh, players every week and um, getting the games done. Mm. And uh, it's looking, looking more and more positive. The very young side. And where are most of the players coming from? Because obviously you've, you've got the tall point right on your doorstep there. You've got Sotash not that far away. Um, where do the bulk of the players, where do they come from? Is it Plymouth or is it direct Millbrook or what? It's... it's um, all over, really. We're, we're trying to generate uh, more and more local players to come in and, and play for Millbrook. Um, it is difficult um, because we, we haven't got a youth set up. Um, so it's just encouraging people to come in, see the club, see what we can offer um, and, and play for us. But, yeah, it's, it's all over, basically. We, we, will, we will obtain players from Plymouth, Salt Ash, Millbrook, Torpoint um, to, to play for the club. And, I mean, I'm assuming financially, uh, is there any money to attract players to you or what? Millwood's never been a club to offer huge, huge financial benefits to players. It's, um, you know, it's never had that um, financial backing, really. Um, So it's all about playing for the club, you know, playing playing for the badge, really. Um, But... um, we we will support as much as we can as as a as a club for the players. How long have you been at the club? Couple of years. Um, I've been there nearly four four and a half years now. Right. So you've seen a lot of change in that time. Um. Yeah. I came in basically as sponsoring the the, the kits and sponsoring and bringing in commercial side of it but I, I was originally I'm originally from Milbrook so I've you know my passion is is with Milbrook it always has been right and so, and because one of the the, the issues has, has been there over the, over recent seasons crowds you don't get many people watching do so what can you do about that I, I asked Maka the exact same question last season and it's difficult to answer it but what what can be done about that side of things it, it is a difficult question. Um, it's um, you, we just don't get the the, the local support um, from from the village to come down and watch the football. It's a shame because the you know it's we we got a fantastic facility, mm. but it is it is this year there has been a vast improvement. Um, our crowds are up on last year, so. You know, all we can do is ask people to come down, support, support the club, support the players. You know, and with, with, with perhaps bringing in a few more local lads, it may may generate more more support. Yeah, and uh, it's so important to bring in that support, isn't it? Because you've got to pay for the referees alone, haven't you? Look, forget the players, but you've still got costs going out each match day, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of costs, um, not just referees. You got, you know, you you got to maintain the ground. You got the floodlights. You got the showers. You got, you know, everything there, all behind the scenes. People don't see. It's it's a continual thing. Even even down to line marker. You know, it mm. all it all costs. Um, so you you've got to sustain that. And luckily, we we do get or have had a lot of good sponsorship, which uh, covers a lot of the cost, which is excellent. And local businesses who've put on, you know, signs and put in the uh, programme. So we have, you know, we do get quite a lot of local support from local businesses. 
Right. And I noticed uh, just earlier in the week that you're now advertising for football secretaries. So um, how does anyone get in touch with you if, if anyone's interested? Um, they can either uh, contact me or Richard Washburn um, to see if they want to come down to the club, introduce them to the club, see the setup. And um, it's, it's a major position as well. You know, we do need a football secretary. So how, how come your advertising is the previous one had to move away or what? Um, yeah, he, he kind of find it, <laughs> found it a little bit hard going. Um, so he decided that um, he didn't want to continue. I mean, we lost the one last year and then someone else stepped up. Um, and because of work commitments, basically, they, they can't get away from work at weekend sometimes, which is the main main time you need to be at the football and working with the club. So he's, he found it very, very difficult to get away from work, and that, that was the main issue. Hmm. So on the pitch, um, first team bottom of the table, played eight, lost eight. Um, you've had a couple of defeats, uh, um, which people have sort of looked up and thought, what's going on? You know, the likes of losing the doubles in the in the FA Vars the, the other day. Um, what can be done to improve what's happening on the pitch because at the end of the day that's what people look at isn't it league tables uh, you know league everyone can look at league tables but we're we're building you know we're, we're trying to build a team for for the future um, and hopefully sustain that you know it's, it's not about the results on the pitch for well personally for me it's making sure that the players are playing every week the manager's you know, doing his bit and we we can go forward. You know, we, we've been hit hard and um, you've just got to build. Mm. Because obviously I'm assuming there's going to be relegation. If things stay as you are, bottom of the Western League Premier, you'll be back in the peninsula next season. Well, we'll have to see how things progress, won't we? We, we, we can't look to the future at the moment to where we're going to end up. So, you know, things could turn around. So all we can do is play every week and see where we, we we position ourselves at the end of the season. And like you said, we we don't know how the league is going to finish or what they're going to do next year. So, you know, it may be there may be no relegation or there could be a relegation. It's all up in the air at the moment, isn't it? Right. On the positive side, the fact that, you know, you, you are putting out Two teams. I mean, the, the the reserves were down at Mausel, weren't they? Uh, Saturday. Uh, what a trip that was. Um, meanwhile, your first team's playing. So you must be so pleased that every week you're defying all the pundits out there, thinking um, that you're not going to have a team next Saturday. No, well, yeah, we. You know, it, it's it's a, it's positive. It's all good. You know, positive feedback. We, we're putting out two teams every single week. Um, you know, we the, the players went down to Mosul in a minibus on Saturday. You know, not not a good result, but we had the players there and we had the players for our first team. You know, and it's hopefully everything will turn around. You know, when you start, you know, when you're almost taking like two steps back, you know, you've you've got to build for the future, and that's that's the way Millbrook is at the moment. And what's been the most enjoyable thing so far for you this season? I, th- I think. Um, the players sticking with it um, and the, the fact that they are, you know, committed to the club. There's there's a lot of young uh, players, you know, they're getting beaten quite, you know, 
it's hard when you're getting beaten every week, but mm-hmm. they are staying with the club. They like the club, and it's it's and they're they're beginning to build a bond together, which is very nice, I think. Right. Well, let's hope that bond grows and, um, you know, it, it gets better and better for you, Gav. Uh, I mean, it's amazing. Well, it's a well done from us on the podcast uh, of what you've done so far. Um, and we we hope and pray that you keep going. The only way is up, isn't it? <laughs> that's what they say <laughs> well it is at the moment for you that's for sure yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, but thanks very much Gavin and good luck for the rest of the season thank you very much and all the best yeah yeah well done Deeks for getting an interview out of Millbrook mate you know sort of finally is you know good to hear from Gav that the clubhouse is doing well Deeks anyway isn't it? you know shame the locals don't support the club a touch more really mate isn't it but because um, I think we've all got a bit of a vested interest in the club Deke, something you know after what they went through you know all those years back you know I, I know I chucked in a 20 at the time Deeks I think you know for, mm. for what it was worth mate you know I, you know because I've had some nice days up Milbrook there as a player you know over the years and you know I didn't want to see it go and you know I think more did some great work, didn't he? You know, along with like Mac and everyone, but you know, more, more, you know, pulled off a few miracles, I think, didn't they, to keep Milbrook going, Deeks, and got the lights back up, didn't they? Spruced it up a bit, and nice to see it doing well. So, you know, it's a shame it's sort of gone back, gone back a few steps, Deeks, if you like. But, but you know, I think quite admirable, really, Deeks, what they're doing. You know, I think you mentioned, mate, you know, what the club are doing. At least they're putting two teams out week in, week out, mm. Dixon, fulfilling their fixtures, isn't they? So credit to everyone and the player. I think if I was a player, Dixon, you know, I'd, I'm not sure I could do it, mate. You know, I don't know if I'd have the stomach for, a, for you know, going out every week and getting getting pumped. You know, I, I, I don't know. I don't know, mate. I don't, I don't think I would, would you know, I, I just got full respect for the players, mate, to, you know, for what they're doing, really. Dixon got a lot, like Gav said, mate, you know, the reserves went down to, Mouse or you know, much longer trip than that. Is there teach, you know, on a minibus? Yeah. So they, you know, got down there, mate, fulfilled sort of fulfilled the fixture. So yeah, I think it's quite admirable, you know. Good good on Milbrook, mate, and good luck to him for the future, mate, really. Yeah. Well, that's right. That's what we must say is well done so far. Keep it up. And uh, um I'm sure yeah. there's gonna be as winter draws closer, I'm sure there's gonna be a few trips that aren't gonna be quite so um so uh, looking forward yeah, to make them sort of thing. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. so, you know, yeah. keep it going. That's, that's what we can ask. And uh, because actually if they, if they drop out now, I think it's going to cost the club a pocket full of money, isn't it? I think the fine or whatever. Yeah. So they can't, they got to keep going just for that. So uh, mm. anyway, well done. And thanks to Gav for coming on the podcast. Uh, hopefully um, uh, those people up in Southeast Cornwall have heard of the Rapundix podcast so they can uh, tune in and uh, find out what uh, Gav has said. Now, Tuesday, there was Cornwall Senior Cup uh, first round ties involving, well, in fact, uh, Millbrook were involved in one of them. Uh, they went down 4-0 at home to Newquay. Tour point had similar result or scoreline uh, winning at St Dennis, although it was nil nil at half time. Rapper, I thought. Uh, yeah. I thought for a moment we were going to have a cup shock. Yeah, it would have been a shock that one, Dicks, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And um, actually, it wasn't Tuesday. It was Wednesday. These games were, weren't they? And then on um, yeah. also on Wednesday, it was Wendron one, Farmer two, 
And uh, let's hear post-match. Uh, I spoke to town skipper James Ward. Well, you certainly left it late. <laughs> I think that says it all day, doesn't it? Um, listen, I, before the game, it's, it's always a tough place to come here. And actually, to be honest, with the conditions, it's probably the best we, we could have got it. I know how bad it can be up here. And, and look, last year they, they did, did so over at our place. And I knew we knew exactly what they're all about. But they just do... They just do the simple things really well. They're so well organised and so hard to break down. Look, I mean, I, t- I think we should take responsibility of the chances we missed, really. Um, but where we sat at the table shouldn't, shouldn't really reflect on our performance tonight, I'm honest. At times I thought we were brilliant, but at times I thought we were really poor. And probably at times I thought they deserved to win, if I'm honest. Um, but that shows, I think, how far we've come since last year. You know, we could have gone to extra time and, and sort of run the lock on penalties. And... Hmm. There we go. So he wants penalties. That's it. But, um, yeah, it was scrappy at times. But um, and, and that was probably shown by the two goals you got. Um, the first one, I think their goalie put it in the in his own net, didn't he? Yeah, he did. He did. I hate to say that. He did. <laughs> he did, yeah. And then the second one, some people say it's known goal. There's no such thing as known goal, Dave. I'm taking it all day long. And that's why, you, that's why you're interviewing me, because, yeah, you know, yeah, it's my that, goal. That is true. <laughs> I, I have actually tweeted that Ward headed it back and it came off no. a defender, but Ward is claiming it. it. Edit, edit, edit it. <laughs> edit it before it goes out. Yeah, no, no. It was, it was one of those. It was, it was that goal. It was people, about four or five people on the line and then somehow made its way in. But I'll take it all day long the way that the way the way the night went to be honest uh, what is this tactic that you just fill the six yard box at corners um that's that, do you know, that's just tonight if i'm honest with you that there really is we we um I've seen it before last season yeah but we, we have been working on some set pieces but to be honest with you i think after the first one the way the first one went we thought mm, why don't I just try just try again <laughs> and then like obviously it'll work but um i think it's one of those if you if we've we got the height in our team we'll just stick it in an area and look, we've got myself levers and if tom's not taking it we've got sort of six foot plus people in there and if we're against sort of small opposition then why not do it mm. although it does mark your face up all this heading doesn't it one side, one side cut from last week, and now this, the other side's blowing up. Honestly, it's just I think people have to get me from one. It's even my own players. That's what it was from. <laughs> right, but coming back to the, yes. the game, you had a bit of a scare. I would have thought what ten minutes before the end when Ryan Reeve was through. You yeah, must have thought that yeah, was it. I did. I yeah, hundred percent. He beat you for, for speed. Right. He's fast bloke. But to be fair, he had four or five yards on me, Dave. Come on. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought that was it, really. You know, one on one, but I mean, Zach, you know, he, he sort of hesitant to come out. And I was like, oh no, what's he going to do? Slot it in the bottom corner, but he timed it unbelievably well. And it's one of those, isn't it, where if the keeper's sort of hesitant, you go, do I, don't I shoot? And I think it's one of those where we just we take that on the chin, we take the take the next round of the cup, and then we will move on. So let's just have a very quick word about your league form, top of the table. Who's you know can't say any more than that, can you? Not, not too bad. Yeah, we've. Um, Again, if you if you play hindsight is a wonderful thing. It's you, you look at the Ilfram game. You go if if we got a result against that, when we you know we're unbeaten. But you know that's football for you. Look, we're only nine games in. You know, there's a long way to go. And um, I think the Buckland game was kind of a um, uh, you know a point to be made. People looking at the result, going you know what a fan of all about. I think that says it all really. And so you know. It, <laughs> cliche isn't it you know we've got another big game on Saturday against Street they've only lost one game as well you know they're going to come down here full of confidence but um, you know we've worked on a few things in training and hopefully those those things come to fruition again on Saturday OK now who do you want in the next round of senior cup and don't say Helston yeah please don't <laughs> we, I think we play them every single cup we've got, we got them the Les Phillips yeah. haven't we in a few weeks um, what were the other results I mean it's uh, I thought uh, Camford uh, won yesterday yeah Camford won yesterday Millbrook lost to Newquay Torpoint beat Sticker 
Um, no, it's Tor Point beats St. Dennis. Yeah. Uh, St. Austell beats Sticker and um, Penzance are through as well. Oh, well and obviously a few boys. All I'll take is a home draw. That'd be lovely. I'll pitch under lights. That'd be fantastic. There you go. <laughs> yeah, thanks to James there. Last man off the pitch he was, Rappu, after doing... Uh, uh, an intensive uh, round of stretching exercises, etc. So, um, yeah, Good on him, mate. yeah, and usual thing. Yeah. We were there talking. We were actually on the pitch, and the lights go out, don't they? So uh, that was <laughs> yeah. a bit scary, actually, because I interviewed him on or I recorded it on my phone. So the, the, obviously, the phone screen was lit up. So all I could see was James's head. Fri- frightening. Sorry, James, but it was frightening. He's a big figure, mate, isn't he? He's a big man, isn't he, mate? But I think he's frightened a few strikers at his time, mate, isn't he? That's for sure. Yeah. But, but it was but, nice on his... Sorry, Dick's gone, mate. No, I was going to say, I must thank Wendron because they did actually switch the lights back on. So, so whether that was because they saw us out there or not, I don't know, but... Uh, but anyway, yeah. what, what Pete, were you going to say? He probably done it on purpose, mate, didn't he? He probably done it on purpose. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They were sulking because they lost, I expect. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, light, the lights went out on Wendron's senior cup run, didn't it? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> oh, Reese likes a goal, doesn't he, mate, against Falmouth? Reese Carroll, mate. Yeah, scored last season, yeah. didn't he? And scored again to, uh, he this week. And it was a good goal. Yeah. I was standing right behind yeah. it. And, uh, and to be fair... Um, as as soon as I as soon as he took it, it was in basically. It was a you know well yeah. hit shot uh, bender around the wall, top corner. Keeper had no chance. So great goal uh, that brought it back one yeah. all. And um, but it, it's as James and I said it. It was a it's a funny game to some, uh, to some degree. There was spells of really good close knit sort of passing football. And then all of a sudden yeah. it would get scrappy for about ten minutes or so, you know. So, uh, um, yeah, yeah. But local derby deeps, I suppose, isn't it? Sometimes it goes out the window a bit, doesn't it? The old True. nice football in a, True. in a local derby cup tie, doesn't it? I think sometimes. Yeah. But, so uh, anyway, yeah. that uh, he finished two on the farmers, so they go through to the next no. round. Yeah. Nice honest interview from Wardy there, Deeks. Nice quick interview. You know, he, he loves the senior cup header, mate, doesn't he? He loves <laughs> yes, the senior cup header. <laughs> yeah. He's got a few of them, hasn't he? But, but great time to score, mate, isn't it? Like you said, especially in a cup tie and another round in the cup, top of the league. You know, see who we get in the next round, Deeks. Happy days at Bickland, Deeks, isn't it? Happy days. <laughs> right. Well, what about that game Saturday then? Um, street. Just the one, yeah. def- just the one defeat uh, Street has suffered in the league in eight late in uh, eight league games. Yeah, they they're, they're on a bit of run of form, Dicks, isn't they? They're good. I mean, I think they're ninth in the league, obviously down at top. But but yeah, I think they've won like the last few games. Like, is it like six three or something, Dicks? They've had a couple six threes, haven't they? And a <laughs> and a four three, you know, four three. I think they. Yeah, um, sorry, Deeks, can you hear them dogs barking out? <laughs> sorry, mate, sorry if you can hear the dogs barking out. So. Probably chasing your cats. Yeah, probably, mate, yeah. Paddy will come sprinting in in a minute, mate, <laughs> wouldn't he? Um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, mate, yeah, I th- yeah, yeah. I've got it here, actually, Deeks, i just got it here. Yeah, Street 6-3 against Radstock, mate. Um, 4-3 against Nailsea. Uh, 4-2 away to Warminster mate I think they lost to Alston 4-2 as well Dix, didn't they so yeah 
yeah so so yeah they're scoring you know three all at Buckland digs they're, they're scoring a lot of goals digs but they're letting the load in as well aren't they yeah. so yeah fancy town there mate 4-1 town, thanks. 4-2. 4-2. Right, a late goal. <laughs> right. Yeah. Okay, so that's Falmouth, home to street. Um, our other Cornish sides, uh, well, I think Torpoint would do well to avoid defeat, won't they? They're up at Bridgewater on Saturday. That's going to be yeah. a toughie, isn't it? Yeah, it is, Diggs. Yeah, looking at the fixtures here, Diggs, there are some tough ones, mate, isn't there? Yeah, t- yeah, Torpoint do. It'll be a success to get anything from that game, wouldn't it, I think, mate? Yeah. Uh, another tough one, I would imagine, you've put down to Blazy against Clevedon? Yeah, yeah, that's another one, Diggs, isn't it? Clevedon, top five, isn't they? Unbeaten, I think, Diggs, isn't they? Clevedon, mm. unbeaten. I think they've only, I think they've played a few lesser games, but... But yeah, I think they're still unbeaten. So yeah, it's going to be a tough one, Deeks. Might might even go and have a look at that one, Deeks. I think. All right. And Possibly. how about this one then? Yeah. Shepton Mallet against Saltash United. What's your thoughts on that one? Yeah, it's a tough one as well, Deeks. And I I always think Shepton are a good side at home, Deeks. You know, on their own pitch. I, I haven't really looked at the sort of table detail this season, mate. Um, uh, there's nothing spectacular, Deeks. No, that's yeah, right. no. No, it's nothing spectacular, is it? So, yes, it is. I don't know, mate, winnable, I suppose, mate, isn't it? For Macca and, you know, winnable, possibly, Deeks. But, you know, I, I suppose anything from that game would be a decent result, wouldn't it, for the Ashes, Deeks, really, on the road? Yeah, and really, I think, uh, well, I think a win would actually confirm that they they have sort of turned the corner and things are looking up for them. But, um, yeah, it's it's yeah. difficult one to predict, that one. So, uh Chapter mm. Mallet eleventh, and they've well, well, won three, drawn three, and lost three. So um, yeah, yeah. There we go. Um, what else we got? Well, Millbrook, they're away, yeah. and they're up at Brixham, Brixham, who seem to be on good form yeah. at the moment, aren't they, Brixham? Yeah, they are decent, they. Yeah, they've adapted really well to it, mate, aren't they? They're a good club, aren't they, mate? You know, we went up there a couple of seasons ago, Dixon was pretty impressed, mate, weren't we? Mm. With the, everything up there. So, yeah, I, I sort of keep an eye on their sort of results since since that night, mate. We went up there and certainly a, an impressive sort of setup, Dixon. And, you know, Western League doesn't seem to be much problems for them, mate, does it? Seem to be adapting well, Dixon. Yeah, they? that's right. And uh, yeah. that, that leaves the one game, and uh, that of course is Helston Athletic. Uh, they go up to yeah. Old Oldland Abertonians, and uh, wow, they're going to return to winning ways, aren't they? Yeah, I expect that, Deeks. I expect a, a good old reaction, mate, from from Alston up there. De- it wouldn't surprise me if it's a is a really big win for Alston up there, Deeks. You know, like four or five one job, I reckon. I think Kuzil, he might send them out with a. A little bit of a flea in their ear, mate, mightn't he? A little bit. And yeah, I think there'll be a reaction there, mate. Anyway, Deeks, I, th- I, th- I can see Alston winning that one quite well, mate, I think. Right. Okay, so that's Western League for the moment. Um, best of luck to all those sides and anyone who's going to a Western League match on Saturday, three o'clock kickoff. Your Cornish Southwest Peninsula League step six football and uh, yeah. let's let's start with um well who who, do, who is it we normally start with yeah he's a legend isn't he mate he's a legend <laughs> <laughs> yeah right 
Oh, sorry, we haven't got the legend, but it's, instead we've got Phil Hiscox. <laughs> well, um, I'm just looking back at last Saturday's results, Phil, and I guess that the first thing to point out is that the, the, the 100% record has gone in the West, hasn't it? The one lasting one that there was. Yeah, yeah, we had obviously with Wendron losing the week before, didn't we? And then we had St. Austell taking a point away at Liscard with a 3-3 draw. Um, so Liscard are still the only unbeaten side left, but but there's nobody left with 100%. Yeah, that's uh, right. So I, I quite like that. That's nothing against Liscard. I, I, I like <laughs> the thought that most teams are capable of um, picking up points and dropping points So uh, and... You know, if you're 100%, it doesn't show that. Yeah. Uh, in the East Division, we're, we're the same. Ivy Bridge uh, have got the same record as, as Liscard, effectively, in that they're also unbeaten, but have had a draw. Um, and Dartmouth haven't had a win, but they have got a point. So, all in all, I've seen worse league tables, on, you know, at the end of September, which is what they, those fixtures were. Yeah. Uh, and going back over the years... Um, have there been sort of many seasons where there's been an absolute, you know, walk away by one team that's won it from about sort of November onwards? Not in the Step 6 divisions. We did have in the old Step 7 divisions. I mean, a few years back, Sticker won it so early that um, I think we, we presented the cup um, before <laughs> <Christmas>. Easter. Uh, <laughs> well, quite Christmas. But, uh, and, and that's the, obviously the one we, we refer to. is Nobody's ever gone a whole Peninsula League season undefeated. Mm. But that season for Sticker, they had won the title undefeated. Uh, and then they had so many meaningless games left to play afterwards, they managed to lose one of them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's football for you. So. Uh, that's football, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And the record still shows that they played that they had to play that game and they lost it. So, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, so um, have you been watching loads of goals? Uh, pretty good goal count. Actually, it wasn't great until until Wednesday night. That sort of saved me this week. Rapper will be fairly pleased. Fifteen in three this week since we spoke. So that's about my average. It's not the league average. It's about my average. Yeah. Um, Saturday, I hadn't been to Bridport this season. That's our furthest east. Our one club in Dorset. So I, I had a lift out there. Um, Bridport, sorry, Bobby Tracy, a funny side. They were chilling up at half time and well worth it. They came out the second half almost sort of like having to defend what what they had mm. rather than carry on the way they were. Bridport scored scored one. That you always get a good support there. There's another 180 crowd on a Saturday afternoon at Bridport. You know, it's great support there. Mm. Um, and the tails were up. And once they scored one, it was fairly inevitable that they would complete it. And indeed, they won. Bridport won three two. Um, In fact, think, thinking about Bridport, uh, there's an example where they were down and out, weren't they? Really, when they when absolutely. they came down into the peninsula, they couldn't win a game for Toffee, could they? So, nope, uh, nope. and now look at them, you know, play ten, one yeah. eight. Uh, I, I mean, this is yeah, we've had this discussion before where people talk about you know the, the best clubs have gone from the peninsula league up through the system, and that's correct. But the, the peninsula league still has three important roles. So one, there are clubs that naturally step sixes there. Their place they should be, um, you know. Uh, I don't want to sort of portray which particular clubs that is, but there are some clubs that have, you know will be playing at Step Six uh, for the last twenty years and probably will be for the next twenty years. Um, there are the opportunities that you can afford new clubs, you know. So like Mullion, who we took in last season, um, 
that, that you're, you're bringing into the system so they can improve their facilities. And also, and, and Bridport is the prime example, and I suppose Bishop's Lydiard to a similar degree, although they still haven't turned the corner yet, is a safety net for clubs who you know haven't done it done it at the higher steps but are still good clubs effectively they just haven't got the team on the pitch mm-hmm. uh, uh you know I, i'm not going to cast aspersions but you know you look at um the current teams at the bottom of the western league um millbrook and wellington you know if they had to spend a season at step six it may not be the worst thing for them in, in terms of that safety net to, to regroup mm. well that's right it's not a disaster is it and and let's be fair this is what the National League system is all about, really, isn't it? Promotion yeah, and yeah. relegation. We don't... I, I think in Cornwall, because Cornish clubs traditionally hadn't ever gone up, the first batch, the first sort of 10 years, has all been upwards. Mm. But eventually, the old saying, what goes up must come down, <laughs> to a degree works. You know, that doesn't mean to say any individual club must come down, but you can't all be successful. No. Um, and, and you know, yeah. you know, it might be harsh on on me saying this, but I would actually like to see the relegation kick in a bit more. Not not just the peninsula; we don't see enough teams mm. going out of the peninsula, going down out yeah. of the peninsula. But it, it's okay. hopefully the St. Perrin League will make sure that the, it works all the way through. You know, promotion yeah. and yeah, relegation. Uh, precisely, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like I say, yeah, and relegation. I mean, I, I go back to um, I think probably the most infamous one was was um, Tavistock. But for years, yeah. Tavistock had been the old South Western League. When the Peninsula League came along, they were quite clearly going to be a step six club, and and nobody batted an eyelid that they were. And then suddenly, they they lost their way on the pitch, finished bottom. Uh, got relegated to step seven, uh, and if you speak to the the club stalwarts at the time, you you, you feel lows and people like that. They recognised, although painful to be relegated to step seven, it's actually the the path they went on for the next few years of, of great success was based on that low point. Yeah, yeah, it's quite weird, isn't it? How it works, but uh, yeah. it it does. Because so. it did give them that, that sort of thing. Well, we can't just say we're in with the the St Austles and the New Keys and the the Falmouths, because suddenly they weren't. And, yeah. and they, you, and what are you going to do about it? Is the question, then, isn't <laughs> it? You you either react or you don't react. Yeah, bit of a wake up call for. Mm. Mm. Right. Okay. So, um, um, where where did you go Saturday? So, so that was Bridport, Bobby on Bridport, Saturday. That's right, uh, yeah. t- ticked off Bridport. Uh, then Tuesday night, um, there wasn't an awful lot. I went and watched Sidmouth against Crediton. Two uh, 0 to Crediton. Not a great game. It was a sending off in the first half for, for Sidmouth, which was a little bit. I don't know. Um, but the referee. He he viewed it as a red. It wouldn't have been a surprise to those sat in the stand if it had been a yellow. What I would say is it probably didn't help the actual flow of the game because then Crediton sort of took control and eventually they, they wore Sidmouth down and won 2-0. Hmm. Um, do, do you see many... I know this, this is not a sin bin you were talking about, but have you seen many yeah. sin bins this season? Not enough. <laughs> not enough. I don't think I've seen any. <laughs> so. I've seen a couple, but I'm sorry. I'm I'm a great believer in it. I think it's a useful tool to stamp out dissent. When, when referees talk about you know the, the abuse and and the questioning of their decisions, that that is a tool they've got, and too few referees use it. Um, yeah. um, I, I'm I'm a great believer. It's it, it, it's a bit like being parenting a child. You. you 
a punishment that is instant has far more effect than a sending off or, or sorry sorry like a five yellow um, suspensions yeah, three yeah. months later down the season it's ten minutes now it's you, you, your centre half or your captain shouting to the to the petulant winger you know you, you're now making us work harder for the next 10 minutes because you couldn't keep your gob shut <laughs> um, yeah. well it certainly worked against Callington on um, on uh, Tuesday in the Senior Cup because Ben Joyce uh, was uh, invited to go for a sin bin and, uh, and then he followed up by saying something in addition to that and <laughs> got shown a red card well, so well yeah yeah <laughs> but you know say so that is a tool there for referees and I, I personally like to see it used and I also believe if it's used more and consistently by referees that clubs if they know that the sin bins are unlikely will perhaps change their behaviour about questioning them yeah. rather than testing themselves at the moment there's some of the players still feel they can test the referee because not every referee <laughs> reacts by using the sim bin yeah. in the same way no it's down to this word consistency again though isn't absolutely. it yeah. absolutely yeah anyway that's another subject um yeah um so that was, Wednesday, yeah. my goal average did get a bit of a boost. Uh, I hadn't been to Honolulu. I mean, this is a club that, that shares with cricket and had to take the lights down in the summer and then a bit of a problem putting them back up. They are finally back up. They played the first floodlit game at home. They, they played a couple of Saturdays, but that, that was the first floodlit one. Uh, and I chose the right one. Uh, <laughs> Honolulu four, Timber four. Six goals in the second half. Oh, it's uh, a cracking game. Right. Okay, yeah. uh, and whilst we're on uh, talking more about the East, because obviously that's where you've been this week, um, we, we've uh, got our old friend Lewis Edwards back on the podcast this week. Elbert and Villa. Now, what do you yes. make of Elbert and Villa this season? Well, I haven't seen much of them. I did see them at Bobby Tracy. They're, they're a good, hard-working side. There's a, there's a few old boys there. I don't, I don't mean to criticise their age profile, but uh, <laughs> you, you've got Danny Lewis. He's back playing. I hope he's enjoying his football. Sam Hughes. Um, it, it's good to see them still still performing and still giving something back. So, so that's great. Right. Well, we hear yeah, more from Lewis. And they're still later. in the bars as well. Exactly. Royal Wotton Bassett yeah. they've got. So yeah. uh, they're looking forward yeah. to that trip. So, uh, Sam Hughes, uh, I did double check when I got home. They, they claimed he was the, only the second player to ever score 300 Peninsula goals because he scored a couple for Elberton last Saturday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and indeed, I, I, I could confirm that. Uh, of course, the majority of them would have, would have been for Cornish clubs. But uh, yeah. yeah. Good. Yeah, he's, he, after Adam Carter, he's gone past 300. All right. For a, te- for a moment there, I thought you were going to say he hadn't reached 300 and what Lewis is telling us was a load of rubbish, but um, I'm no, glad... No, I just, I just <laughs> had to double-check before I confirmed it, but he, they were correct. They were correct. Right, good. I'm glad to hear that. Right, I would have had to edit that otherwise before... <laughs> you, the, the funny thing about Sam, actually, is um, when he, he played for Saltash and, and he, he reached the 100 mark, I remember Saltash at the time querying and saying, no, he hasn't. No, he hasn't. You're, you're wrong. You're wrong. And I pointed out that he'd had two years at Exeter University playing in Step 7 in Division uh, 1 East. Yes, right, yeah. Uh, and, of course, I knew about the goals from that. They were on his record. Right. <laughs> so that's how long he's been playing. He was a university student. <laughs> how, d- how dare anyone question your stats? Ah, we all we all make mistakes. Believe me. <laughs> I, only last night I tweeted out that I, I watched Sidmouth versus um, Timmouth and then realised that Sidmouth was Tuesday night. It was uh, Honiton on Wednesday. Yeah, I must admit, when I saw that text, <laughs> I thought, 
you know, where, where, where's Phil? I haven't got that result. I haven't got that fixture down. So uh, yeah. you, you worried me for a moment. but um, Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, that's a case, I think, of watching too many games. You can't remember where you are each particular <laughs> yes, night. <laughs> that's right. So um, a lot of talk about the East Division. Anything happening in the West? <laughs> well, I am, I'm going to see a West game on Saturday. So let's, let's talk about West. And, and before that, um, we're back to Friday Night Football this week, aren't we? Oh, We've yes. We've got uh, two there. Um, Callington versus Bodmin in the West. Callington have probably been the most proactive team in terms of getting their original fixture list uh, and then looking to, to contact clubs to move them to Friday night, um, even to the point that Callington then double moved their Senior Cup game to the Tuesday so that they wouldn't lose the, the, the Friday for the Senior Cup. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, for, for, the, for the league game. So you've got Friday Night Football at Callington. And then Saturday, uh, my plan is to do Launceston versus Sticker. I'm down to a handful of teams I haven't yet seen this season. I haven't seen Sticker. So uh, hopefully I'll, I'll tick them off on Saturday. Right. And just going back to the Friday Night um, Football, if there's any team that would like to have a Friday Night fixture... Uh, how do they go about it now that we're into the season? Can they come to you and say... They're up and running. They basically need to contact their opponents um, and if there's an agreement uh, and as long as I've got at least a week, preferably more, but at least a week's notice because you you, you have to make sure the match officials and things are available. And, And also... You know, people need to know that it's happening. Otherwise, you don't get a good Friday night crowd if you suddenly decide on Thursday morning to play on Friday <laughs> no, night. No. You've got to get tell people. Yeah. Um, so, so yes, yeah, so, and Callington, to be fair to them, a prime example of a club that's done that. It, I, I know, for example, Sticker have never played a Friday, and they, Callington contacted Sticker, and Sticker have said, well, okay, well, we'll come to you on a Friday. How about you come to us on a Friday? Uh-huh. Working so together. Fixtures, yeah, both fixtures are Friday nights. One in the first half of the season, one in the second half of the season. Um, and, and yeah, yeah, that's great. And, and yeah, we would, as long as we've got, let's say, a bit of notice, the answer would never would never be anything but positive. Right. So this weekend, there's two Friday night fixtures. You said. Yeah, we, we've got one in in the East Division as well. Axminster versus Sidmouth. Right. Um, again, that's a bit of a local derby out that way. So. Uh, Good. Yeah, and of course, again, on a Friday night, you, you wouldn't want two Friday nights on top of each other, but you know, one at Callington, one at Axminster, that there's no reason why they both won't get decent grades. Mm. Yeah, they're well away from each other. So yeah. uh, are we getting close to when there aren't so many midweek games now? Yeah, it's, it's basically for October. Remember, the clock's changed on the last Saturday of October, so we've got another three weeks of league games. And then uh, early November, we then go to County Cups in both Devon and Cornwall for, for around midweek. And then after the County Cups are, play, uh, are played, then we're, we're, we're back to Saturdays for the sort of winter months then. Right. OK. And did you tell us where you're going midweek next week or not? I can't remember now. Um, I am going to Credit and Torridge site on Tuesday because... Torridge side are the only East team I haven't left yet seen, so that will complete the East. I've still got a couple in West. And then Wednesday night, I'm hoping to a little trip down to Newquay versus Wadebridge. Oh. Haven't seen Newquay this season. Right. Should be a good game. Yeah, I've seen Wadebridge a couple of times, but I haven't seen Newquay yet. Right. And of course, next week, we've got the delights of the Grave Diggers Cup to preview. <laughs> the Grave Diggers Cup, yes. <laughs> what, what is its full official title, please? Oh, the full official title is the Walter C. Parsons Funeral Director's Southwest Peninsula League Cup Competition. <laughs> it's, that's got to be the longest titled cup in the country, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Grave, Grave Diggers sounds much better. Yeah. 
Right. I got pictures of Clint Eastwood in a Western uh, spaghetti Western coming out. But uh, there we go. Right. Well, I think um, uh, we've exhausted our conversation this this week, Phil. Thank you very much. And uh, enjoy your football. Will do. Yeah, I think it's like you and Phil said, Deeks, you know, good good for the league, isn't it? That no one's got a 100% record at the end of September. I think, mate, it, it gives a better reflection of the league, I think, Deeks, doesn't it? You know, as a whole, when, you know, no one's dominating like that. And I, you know, we was there, Deeks. I, I, you know, I had a really enjoyable afternoon, mate. Yeah, great company, Deeks, I've got to say. But I thought Liscord and Snowstor, I thought it was a, a really good advert for the for the league, Deeks, didn't you? On yeah. Saturday, you know, yeah. Great, yeah. Yeah, lots of good football, mate. Wasn't there? Exciting game. The league changed hands, you know. A good crowd. To, was it 230 odd, was it, Deeks? Uh, something crowd. like that, wasn't it? Yeah, that's right. And I've got to say, Diggs, JC's cheeseburger, mate. He's he's gone top of the cheeseburger league, mate, with uh, <laughs> the Blues kitchen shutting down, Diggs, you know. <laughs> well, it's not shutting Jason. down. I don't think it's shutting down at Helston. I think no. it, it's they're, they're, the the present people have um, yeah. moved on to something else, I think. So uh, one assumes yeah. the kitchen will still be open, put it that way. Yeah, that's it, mate. Yeah, there's still going to be food and drink at Alston, yeah. obviously. Deeks yeah. should stress that. Yeah, like you say, <laughs> mate. Yeah, it might not be gourmet like it was, Deeks, but there'll, there'll certainly still be food and drink there at the matches, mate. But but yeah, take some beat in that burger, would it? Oh, almost turned me nose up at me steak, steak and chips and onion rings for tea, Deeks. Steak and chips later. and onion rings? Yeah. My goodness. I know. You yeah, know, you know how to live it up, don't you? Yeah, it's probably why I'm in the state I'm in now, Deeks, <laughs> with a with a big old uh, big old stomach here, mate. But but um, yeah, as soon as I saw that Honiton v Tim of four old digs, I knew Phil was going to be at that match, mate. Didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I knew that. Like nice for Phil to see Honiton's new lights, mate. He's, you know, been talking about them for a while, and they up and down, <laughs> yeah. working and not working, and so yeah, I bet that was nice to see them in the end and. And um, well, he's seen that many goals, Diggs. He even forgot where he was, didn't he? In well, the week, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> you know, can't they get a better secretary who knows where he where he's at? For goodness' sake! <laughs> yeah, Phil's seen that many goals flying, Diggs. He he doesn't even know where he is anymore, does he? <laughs> no. <laughs> right. Anyway, Phil and I were um, we were talking about Albert and Villa, as as you heard, and so let's go yeah. and hear straight away from the club man himself. Well, every so often we like to go over the border and uh, to hear how things are going in the East Division of the Southwest Peninsula League. And it's, of course, our chance to speak to Lewis Edwards again of Elbert and Villa. Lewis, you're doing well this season. Yeah, afternoon, Dave. Um, yeah, we've, we've, we've started the season pretty well. We're, I think we're fifth in the table at the moment, um, one and two rounds of the Vars. Um, so, yeah, it's been, it's been a really solid start and... Um, I think we can we can be pretty pleased with that. I think the I think we've lost two games in the league and I would say those two games were probably justified that we lost. Um Ivory Bridge are flying at the moment. Um and the other one was Newton Abbott Spurs and we didn't turn up that day at all. Um and then I think we've drawn twice as well, and I think those two have probably hurt us this season. Um leading in both games against Bovey and Crediton, um, both away from home. And yeah, so obviously things to improve on, but um yeah, really, really good start of the season, really positive. Now, you made a couple of signings in the summer. Um, one of them, obviously, Sam Hughes, I think. Uh, and recently, Danny Lewis has, has joined you. 
is the experience coming through or have you signed a, a few other players that have helped as well? Yeah, well, I mean, those two you've mentioned, um, obviously, Susie is um, Cornish football legend, really, isn't he? With um, the amount of goals he scored for Salt Ash, and I think he scored his 300th Southwestern League goal um, or Peninsula League goal on the weekend for us as well. Um, so that, that takes him to, to 300 goals, which is an amazing achievement. And to have anybody in your team like that, then you're going to be for the better, aren't you? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I love playing with Husey, love, love playing with Salt Ash, and yeah, he's, he's, uh, Sort of our talisman at the top, and really bringing on the other um, or other younger players that we've got um, as strikers as well. And I think that's that's helping us or helping those boys. I think sort of strive to um, stay really competitive. So um, yeah, and then and then Danny Danny's bought so much experience as well. Um, and he seems to be playing with a smile on his face as well, which is lovely. So um, yeah, really really good signings. And then we've we've signed some some younger boys as well. Um, uh, that uh, sort of, I think, giving our squad a better sort of emphasis, really. Um, you know, I think over the last couple of years, we've we've needed a bit more strength and depth, and I think we've got that now. So it's a really competitive squad, um, and as I said, you can you can see that with the perform with the results we're getting. Certainly, I don't think we've fully put together a ninety minutes yet, which is where we've got to sort of develop and work on. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, absolutely, really, really strong squad now, and I'm sure managers are quite pleased with that. No, whilst we're talking about goals, I notice you've played nine games. Uh, how many have you scored? <laughs> Jeff, in my head, I thought you were going to ask me this question beforehand. <laughs> well, what's the answer? <laughs> <laughs> no, it would be the question. I could have scored a lovely one in pre season, though. <laughs> well, you don't count for no, I Oh, I know, I know. I need to, uh, I need to notch. Definitely, it's playing on my mind a little bit. So I'm glad you've added to that pressure in my head, Dave. <laughs> Thanks for that. <laughs> oh well, you go and score Saturday, no doubt. That's right. There you go. Yeah, that's that's the uh, positive, positive framing and all that. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's right. Uh, and being positive, you've got a good draw in the Vars as well, haven't you? Yeah, definitely. We'll wouldn't pass it away. Um, I've I've never played up there before. Um, looks as though it's a lovely setup, and I think they put a press release. Um, press release out when the draw was made and says that they've played five Peninsula League teams before and won all five um, and I know they're doing really well in their league so I think it'll be a tough test but I think at the end of the day the Vars games are always about going away and experiencing new places and um, you know sort of just having a great day out so yeah um, and I know it costs clubs quite a bit to um, sort of host home games as well so I think for us it's quite good that it's away um, but yeah, great, great sort of occasion for us. Um, they're going to be a tough test, definitely. Um, I think I spoke to a couple of people who seem to know a little bit about them. Um, and yeah, I think they're second or third in their league at the moment, step five team. So, you know, in terms of ranking, they're going to be right up there. But, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll go down and give it a good shot. And it's nice to be underdogs and, and see what happens, really. Yeah. I think Tor Point played them a couple of years ago, didn't they? I think that rings a bell, yeah. yeah I think that's I saw right. that on. Yeah. Yeah, as I said, they played five minutes elite teams in one or five so good, okay. good opportunity to try and put that right maybe yeah that's right overall though looking at the East Division Ivy Bridge seem to be the side to beat aren't they yeah well we played them a little earlier on in the season um, and yeah they've, they've certainly set the pace haven't they They're, I think they've won all but one of the games I think they've drawn one so they haven't lost yet um, and yeah, a little bit of a different proposition from what they were last season I think they're a little a little bit more steel and a little bit more um, sort of battling qualities about them. So they they're, they're a tough side and they started superbly well. Um, I think we we kind of gave them a good go. I don't think we 
really turned up as much as we would have hoped to on the day. But yeah, they're setting the pace. Certainly, so they're the ones to beat. And I think apart from that, the league looks quite sort of even. Um, it's sort of down to the table at the moment. I know there's only around 10 games that have been played, but I think after 10 games, you get a good feeling of um, where teams are going to be. I've got to say, actually, we played Bishops Lydiard on Saturday, who I think a second bottom. But they've scored loads of goals this season already. They've scored plenty, plenty of goals at home. Um, and I think they, they give us a good, good test, to be fair. Um, so it's almost, I wouldn't say everyone can be, anyone can be anyone in this league, but you can, I don't think there's many easy games. So um, it, it's really competitive. Um, and after, obviously after 10 games, being fifth on the table, or nine games, I think it is for us. Um, we'll obviously be really pleased with that at the moment and a good, good place to push on from. Mm. What about Columpton Rangers? That's who you've got coming up on Saturday. Um, they're actually um, not far away from you, are they? Points wise, three points yeah. less than you. Yeah, I think they. I think they can leapfrog us as well if if they win. So, um, all yeah, generally quite a, a tough team. Um, it's always been a bit of needle in those games of us. I think over the last few years as well. Why, why is that? Don't know. Uh, <laughs> don't know. Last last season, I think there was a couple of sendings off and up, up at their place. But um, yeah, they they've signed really well, I think, and they've had a really good start. Um, so as as I said, there's no there's no sort of easy games in this league, um, and that'll be a really tough one. So it's a place where you know if we go and get a result, um, obviously we'll be absolutely delighted with that. Yeah, Crumpton Saturday, um, and then well, what's the buzz? Two weeks after that. So I've got in my head 21st yeah. of October, I think. Yeah, that's right. So uh, good prep for that. Um, well, yeah, I think we... it's eight away games, I think, for us in a row. Ooh, why is that? Um, from, I'm not sure. I think, obviously, the day of the Vars game, I think we were going to be home uh, to someone. But, um, yeah, there's eight away games, and I think obviously we've had two since then, I think. So, right. yeah, it's a long, long stint of away games up the M5 for us. Yeah. And uh, just a, a thought, I saw, was it during the summer that you had a new... Um, well, clubhouse brought in was it? What was yeah, <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, t- I think it's Tillia Holmes, um, one of our, I think one of our sponsors, um, sort of kindly donated, um, yeah, clubhouse, and that's it's transformed um, what was there. The old clubhouse is now sort of been transformed into more changing rooms. Right. Um, I think this season we've we've had a development team come in. We've got a really, really good sort of substantial youth segment um, at Elberton. Um, so it's, it's all about, I think, bringing sort of that pathway up for those youngsters um, sort of into our seconds and into our first team. Um, and, and they've started really well. So that's um, Scott Bamford manages um, their, the development team. Um, you're sort of predominantly made up of sort of 16, 17, 18 year olds. So that sort of extra facility in the clubhouse helps them play on the same day as our seconds, for example. Um, I think there's, there's sort of future plans for sort of more teams there. So, you know, it's a big catchment area for Elberton. Um, lots and lots of sort of young young sides we've got. So it's really much needed facilities. And yeah, Clubhouse is, is looking really nice. So sort of gives the club opportunity to sort of hire out for functions and things like that. Right. Um, it seems to be good. So yeah, it was a really, really sort of kind donation from that respect. And I'll give a shout out to our groundsman, uh, Neil Campbell, who's up there. 50 hours a week I think sometimes <laughs> on top of his normal job um, alongside the chairman do putting the, putting the place together and it's, it's starting to take shape so yeah really thankful for some of those people working really hard for that So everything sounds you know pretty good at the moment Yeah I think um, I mean football wise I think it was always sort of a couple of years um, to sort of keep a core nucleus of players together so I think we've managed to do that and obviously added 
added some quality. So, you know, we've got a long way to go this season and we have started well, but um, obviously we have to maintain that and keep that going. So I think, you know, you, you find the most out of outsides when you're going through a bit of a rough patch. Um, so we'll see how we sort of ride that if that comes this season. Um, but as I said, we've got lots of experience now and, and some really good sort of youngsters coming up through. So, yeah, it certainly seems seems quite positive from that respect. Right. Well, thanks for that, uh, Lewis. All sounds positive. All sounds good. Uh, good luck in the Vars. And, uh, well, we'll be keeping an eye on what's happening there. So, um, you know, make sure you get that goal. <laughs> well, I wouldn't put a bet on me scoring in terms of my form at the moment. But, yeah, I'll, I'll try my best. OK, <laughs> thanks Dave. very much. Thanks, Dave. Cheers. Yeah, Lewis Edwards, thanks very much, Lewis, for getting in touch with the podcast again and coming on. Um, uh, they're nicely placed, Rappos. Sixth in the table and two cup games coming up soon. Um, well, looking good for them. Yeah, it is, Deeks. Yeah, yeah. Like you said, mate, good, yeah, good good league table, mate. Good store, innit? And like you're saying, you know, through to next round of cups and stuff. But a bit of a scoop as well, Deeks, wasn't it? For like Lewis and, and everyone at Villa for getting Uzi back out of sort of, you know, retirement, Deeks, wasn't it? From yeah. Salt Hatch, sort of. Yeah. And now Danny as well, you know. I mean, those guys, you know, along with Lewis, obviously, I mean, they'll, they'll help, you know, couldn't think of three better blokes that, that can help a youngster along, you know, big time digs, wasn't it, in his early career. So having those three guys around, mate. So and not many clubs, Diggs, get get a clubhouse donated to him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> he got a clubhouse donated to him, Lewis so, yeah, well, This is the difference between Devon and Cornwall. They know how to do it up there, <laughs> don't they? <laughs> They do, mate, don't they? You know, just, uh, yeah. You know, how do you donate a clubhouse? Did it come in on the back of a lorry, mate? I think it did, actually. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, brilliant, mate. Yeah, that's the way to do it, mate, isn't it? No no long, you know, no Trora City Stadium for Cornwall time (laughs) time consuming there, mate. It's just up the road, bang, in on the back of a lorry, and there's your clubhouse thing, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. That's the way to do it, mate. It's a nice club there, though, Dix, isn't it? Villa, you know, we've got a couple of nice pitches there, aren't they? And, Mm. you know, it's a really nice setting, isn't it? Lovely setup they've got there. I remember I went to American, excuse me, I went to American Golf, was it last year, mate, on my birthday and that? And uh, and I just, it's just around the corner from that, Deeks, isn't it? So I thought, you know, I managed to, con- you know, convince Rach to pop up around the corner and have a look and went in there, mate. You know, the gates were open and that. There was a, there was a bloke on, you know, out mowing the, the main pitch and all, Deeks. And it looked a really fantastic setup there. The only one thing to pick up with Lewis, Ria, and we did mention it when we were talking, um, perhaps he can get Sam Hughes to show him how to score a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, oh wow, he scored a few in his in the past weeks, and I suppose he's was he winding down a bit now, mate. Any goal scoring wise, probably <laughs> in his career, mate, he's probably offering other other um, you know other things now, mate. Any as he gets older, probably. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Right. Okay. <laughs> so yeah, thanks to uh, Lewis coming on. Obviously, but it's it's good to hear what is happening on the. Uh, in the East Division of the Southwest Peninsula League. Um, uh, in the West, well, I don't think there were too many shocks at all last Saturday, would it? I'll tell you what, though, I'd like to know when Lanson actually uh, last had a 5 0 win. Yeah, you've probably got to be going, but a 5 0 away win, Deeks, yeah, no less. Yeah, true. It? Yeah, that's yeah. right. Even better. So, yeah. 
yeah, probably have to go back a while. See Watto scored things, didn't he? Joe Mundy, mate, four goals. Four goals. I yeah. think Watto did mention him, didn't he, in that interview you did with him, mate, didn't that mm. time, didn't he? Said he was a good finisher and that. So, yeah, name to look out for. Diggs, four goals, yeah. Nice in any Southwestern League game, that is, mate, isn't it? But, but yeah, like you say, Diggs, no, no real shocks, mate, was there? A couple of good results, I thought. You know, obviously the game we was at was a cracker, but you know, Nuki winning four 0 at Bude, I thought was quite impressive, Diggs, wasn't it? Mm, yeah, but, yeah, well, that was impressive. And and the Camels, Diggs, on a good run. You know, Reg, you know, Reg produces miracles, Diggs, doesn't he? You know, season in, season out, mate. Beating Oldsworthy three one at home, mate, and and then they went and well, you probably talk about it in a minute so they went and done it again midweek didn't they another <laughs> impressive win yeah they? well that's yeah. right Tuesday night um, the only Cornwall Senior Cup game and we have to mention it is sponsored by Ward Williams this season um, oh yeah Senior Cup game on Tuesday the only tie so uh, I was very kindly offered a lift up to watch it so uh, it finished well let's talk to Reg Hambly and find out well what was it Reg Callington 3, Camelford 4. Yes, David, I think you can see, um, I think I'm probably, well, almost certainly the oldest manager in the league, and I, I probably look about 100 now after that 90 minutes. But, um, yeah, yeah, it's um, it's not a great... Uh, it's not a great way if you want to age uh, if you want to age well being a football manager. But yeah, uh, uh, you know, looking at as if if I was a neutral and coming to win to watch a match, obviously you've seen seven goals ascending off, lots of um, action at both ends, and uh, a great cup tie. And credit to Callington, you know, they, we knew they were a good side. They they turned us over at our place first game of the season, and and they looked very lively even with ten men in the second half. So um, just absolutely delighted to get through what was obviously a very tough draw for us, and. Um, delighted to get through in the next round so who got all your goals I, I couldn't keep up with it uh, Josh Insley I, I, you know we, we brought Josh in tonight because we got one or two players away and missing and that and um, Josh obviously he's been a great servant of us over the years he's been playing for Boss Castle recently and uh, he came in and scored the first goal with a header from a Sam Watts cross and uh I'm just trying to think now because it seems such a long time ago. It was like seven, six goals ago, wasn't it? You know, and uh, and obviously, um, the Josh had scored scored the penalty uh, as well to bring us back into the game, and uh, then Connor Sturdy. I think Connor. I think actually Connor had two. Uh, the last one, you know, he, he's run from midfield, uh, obviously. And a great finish on the end of it. It was a goal worthy to win a, win a match, I thought. And uh, credit to the lads. I've forgotten one of the goal scorers, but uh, you know, as I say we're um, we're through to the next round, and that's all I'm worried about, really. Yeah, and as you said, it, it was a game with everything. The, the the red card did that make any difference to your sort of half time talk or what? Yeah, I told us basically just to make sure we play with a lot of width and we we pull them out. But we, you know, the wingers didn't seem to listen to me. They wanted to keep tucking in, and we didn't really have a lot more room. To be fair, um, Callington, you know, didn't play through the midfield a lot. Um, they played to their strengths, and their strengths were three very very good forwards. Who, you know, so I think the the man that they missed in midfield, I think they went four two three which is a bit unusual when you go down a man, but I can see why, because um, they knocked the ball long, and every time they knocked it long, they were dangerous, you know. And the crazy thing was, actually, they were sitting back. Um, if they just kept going, they would have gave you more of a game, wouldn't they? 
Yeah, yeah, probably. Although hopefully we would have been able to pick them off a little bit more then. But um, you know, they, yeah, you know, you can see how they are. I looked at their bench before they started, and they were they were very strong, and I knew they had some really lively lads on the bench. So I said to the lads at half time, "It's not, it's not over yet." You know, they had a sending off just for just for half time, but basically I I knew they had a lot of life left in them, and um, and so it proved second half. Although having said that, we were the architects of our own downfall by giving away two very very sloppy goals to let them back into the game you know so um, very disappointed with them because we, we've given ball away for possession I think three times and got punished three times but you know they, they've finished their chances well and um, we've got to learn from that we it's okay playing football at the back if you if you if you move the ball quickly but uh, if you dwell on it you get caught now the last goal came in added on time you must have been you'd done a couple of substitutions thinking extra time is coming that's right. Well, I think I, I brought the two lads on at 4-3, didn't I? So, um, just after we made it 4-3. So, uh, yeah. Tactical, then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, one of them, Shane, Shane was had a knock anyway, so I had to bring on young Jack on the left wing. And um, Leighton, uh, you know, I, I was going to bring them on, both on with about a quarter of an hour to go, to be honest. And then... Um, it went to 3-3, three, three, uh, you know, and uh, I, th- you know, at 3-2 I was going to bring them on to us and then it went to 3-3 three, three, and I thought I could see extra time looming so I don't want to make the change too early. I wanted to get to 90 minutes and check who was um, feeling okay and who wasn't before I made the sub. So uh, so we held on a little bit, but uh, let's say I, I just absolutely delighted because this is a tough place to come and um, Dean has done a great job here, you know, getting a good, good local side together and uh, I know they've had some some great results this year, so I'm just delighted to come here and, and go through to the next round. Now I know there's. Uh, uh, I know you said you felt about 100 years old after that game, but a bit, bit of a debate going on on Twitter at the moment. Josh Inslee is he 37 or 39? I think he's 38. <laughs> but he only looked 28 tonight. Yeah, no, no, Josh is great. I mean, you know, he's 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 a very big lad, and for a big lad, he still gets around the park and. Um, you know, I thought the way we opened tonight in in the first ten minutes, we probably could have had three goals. Josh could have had a couple, but you know, he, he scored a good one, and um, and their, their keeper, to be fair, made a couple of brilliant saves, and uh, and and um, Josh Cole for us, uh, I think as a, I think it was at three three at that stage, made a great save with his feet from a corner. So um, credit both keepers at the end of the day, but uh, seven goals, um, you know, a proper cup time. Yeah, great stuff. What about your league performance so far this season? Now I've got you, let's talk about that. Uh, how would you say you're, you're faring in that? Yeah, well, I'd say we're just gradually improving. You know, uh, you know, we've, we've, we've had a couple of great seasons, uh, two seasons before last, and had some great players playing for us. And last year, we, we lost quite a few players um, going up to Christmas, but we built again. And, uh, and, and I'm just pleased with the boys. We've got a lot of youngsters in the squad. And... Um, I just think we're 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 just gradually improving. You know, the league is very difficult. Um, people can say what they like, but every game for us has been a difficult game this year. And um, you know, we we just pulled out. I think in September we 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 picked up ten points. So um, uh, and we had some good performances. So I'm just looking at the performances. You know, we had a few a few lads missing tonight as well who can come in and make the squad even stronger. So yeah, we got St Austell away Saturday and Liscard next Tuesday at home. They don't come any tougher than that in this league. So, um, you know, looking forward to those two games. But I think we've done done very well in September to put ourselves in the position that, um, you know, we, we're we not expecting to win the league. We want, we, want, we want to stay in the league and be very competitive. And um, we're getting towards that now. And how many seasons is it, Rich? Um, this is the 33rd. So, um, yeah, yeah. And you're still smiling. 
Well, I've got to be smiling after winning, haven't we? You know, you, you probably um, would have seen such a beam if, uh, if we'd lost 4-3 tonight. But, uh, you know, that's what makes it all worth it. You come away here, you know, they've done a great job on the pitch here. The lights are on. It's a superb night for playing football. There's no win. And you've seen, you've seen a good cup tie uh, and we've come out on top. So, um, you know, there's something to smile about tonight. I've got to say, Deeks, you know, well done to Reg again, mate. You know, seems to mastermind a, a new team almost every season, mate, doesn't he? Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're on a good run at the, the minute, you know. Always organised, Deeks, aren't they? You know, Reg's team. And, the, and they got a proper general on the pitch as well in, in Reg's son, mate, aren't they? And Captain Chorley, mate, isn't it? You know, yeah. Chorley Ambley. Well, although, yeah. although we, Rapper, hang on, hang on a yeah. moment. Hang on. He did where, where was he Tuesday? I think he's on holiday, wasn't he? Yeah, Tenerife. Yeah, yeah, I thought that because I, 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 me and Charlie follow each other on Instagram, <laughs> days, and I did see. I thought that's that's not camel for mate that weather. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, but um, yeah, so even better result really, Dick. So <laughs> Charlie, wasn't it? But um, but yeah, I mean we know him, Dick's done me from his county youth side. He he captained to that final, mate, didn't he? Mm. In two thousand, you know, cracking player and lad, mate, and and Reg, mate. You know what more can you say about Reg, Deeks, You know, absolute top bloke. Thirty three seasons as as Campbell's manager, Deeks. I mean, absolutely incredible, mate. And it, it's just something you you ain't going to see anymore, in it. You know, he's a, he's certainly a one-off, isn't he, Reg, mate, isn't he, Dicks? Mm. Although he is 100 now after after that tie on Tuesday. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I can imagine, mate, yeah. Four free red cards and all, yeah. 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 We were all ready for extra time because uh, it got to that stage where it's three all yeah. and um, thinking, ah, you know, that's how it's going to finish at 90 minutes. So, uh, um, but uh, yeah. you could never, well... In fact, Callington probably, they were pushing forward, like Reg says, they were, Callington were pushing forward and uh, it was a great break by Camelford. So, uh, you know, it was, yeah. it was a really good game, to be honest. A, a, a cup tie, well, it was a cup tie, obviously, but a, a real good cup tie. So, uh, uh, well done to both yeah. sides. Well, nice to nice to make the trip, Deeks, isn't it? And, and you said Callington's pitch was looking nice as yeah. well, mate, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, good to see. All, all, all good things happening at Callington, Dukes, isn't it? It's nice to see, mate. Another club on the up, isn't it, mate? Good to see. Yeah. So that was Tuesday night, Cornwall Senior Cup. Um, Wednesday, um, there was an all South West Peninsula League uh, tie with St Austell beating Sticker 7-0. So uh, that obviously wasn't as close as the as the Callington Camelford tie by the sounds of it. So uh, there we go. I'm not sure. I'm waiting to hear when the draw is for the uh, second round. But um, it's the usual question I get asked: uh, When's the draw? And uh, well, I, I've I've sent a message to the county FA asking if they can tell me. So. Uh, We'll wait and yeah. see when that is. But in the meantime, well, Callington back into league action immediately yeah. tonight. Tonight, no less, mate. Yeah, they they like a Friday night fixture, Dicks, don't they, Callington? Mm. Uh, you know, it's good as well. I, I, I love the Friday night games, mate. You know, like, you know, when Phil just puts like the one game on, you know, I think it helps to get a few more people through the gate and, you know, everyone likes a flood, like sort of fixture, Dicks, don't they? You know, so, you know, I think good initiative Deeks and get a few in I don't know mate you know what? what's not to like about it Deeks you know <laughs> I, th- I think like you yeah like you and Phil said mate should, we should have a few more really shouldn't we a few yeah. more clubs come forward and, yeah yeah. so yeah so Callington are playing Bobman then Saturday 
Well, the top six are all at home. Crikey, good sport that is, Dix, yeah. I, I didn't even, th- yeah, I didn't even consider that, mate. I didn't even, yeah, you're right. Crikey. Mm. Well so, done, mate. That's a good stat. That is, mate, a good stat. <laughs> so, yeah, all right. Don't get too well, excited. Then. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, those top six all at home, and they, of course, are uh, in no particular order. Um, <laughs> St. Austin against Camelford. Dobbles play Truro City Reserves. Holesworthy take on Mullion. Um, Liscard Athletic home to Weybridge Town. Newquay against Penzance. Yeah. Wendron against St. Dennis. And uh, the only one that's not involving a top six side is Lanson take on Sticker. And, uh, well, actually, that's a, a bottom of the table class, isn't it? Yeah, it is a bit deep, isn't it? Yeah, both both teams will probably look, you know, go into that one thinking they can probably get three point sticks, wouldn't they? So mm. big, just as big a game, really, isn't it, mate? You know, at that end of the table, isn't it? Yeah. Um, what's the game there that sort of stands out uh, for you yeah. if, if there is one yeah I, th- I think for me Dix, I think it's still Liscard Weybridge I think Dix. I think yeah. I mean I, I know Weybridge has sort of slumped down to seven, seventh if you if you want to use a word so you know I don't think Rara will be using that word mate will he slumped but but um, they've sort of gone down to seven still got games in hand mate so I think you know it's a false position for the Bridgers Deeks isn't it so you know to, to me mate Liscord v Weybridge is still probably a a top four game in it in the league, I think, mate. So mm. probably that one, Deeks, you know, looking at the fixtures, mate, I think probably that one takes takes the fancy, mate, doesn't it? I think takes your eye, doesn't it, Deeks? Yeah. And and as we're talking, Rappo, I've had a message yeah. from the Candy FA. It's, well, that's good yeah, of them, mate. Well done, Claire, for coming back to me. And yeah. they're looking to do the draw for both the Senior and the Intermediate Cup on Tuesday, the 10th of October at 4pm. Yeah, nice one, Dick. Yeah, I know Claire and... That's Tuesday. And That's Tuesday is. coming, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, it is, isn't it? Yeah, of course it is, yeah. mate, yeah. This is uh, the 6th today, isn't it? So, yeah, just around the corner, Dick. Just around the corner. <laughs> just, yeah, well, it's well. just around the corner from you, yeah. but not from me. But uh... <laughs> yeah. yeah, I like it, actually, Dick. that you, you know, when it's on live, don't you? Well, she, uh, she's not saying it's live. She's just telling me when it is. Oh, right. So yeah, don't get uh, right. don't get too yeah. excited. But um, oh, no, no, I don't, no, I don't want to put balls in uh, in in um, in pots, mate. When it's not <laughs> happening, do I? No. Perhaps uh, they're, they're waiting to see whether Mr. Ward and Mr. Williams can be there for the Ward Williams Corn yeah, Senior Cup draw. So <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, it's a good for that, mate, really. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, so Tuesday, the draw, not just for the Senior Cup, but also the Intermediate Cup. And uh, so that'll be something yeah. to look out forward to or look forward to on Tuesday, as well as yeah. two games in the Peninsula League. And they, they are, uh, well, Callington again, they're, they're busy at home at the moment. They've, they've got uh, Bude coming to them. And, um, yeah. well, here's an interesting one, Camelford against Liscard. Yeah, yeah. Reg did mention, didn't he, that he's got um, he's got uh, two uh, tricky games coming up. Yeah, it's um, yeah, a couple of tough games, Dick, isn't it? And Reg versus Gilby, mate. You know what? Couple couple of uh, fine stalwarts there, mate, in the dugouts, <laughs> isn't it? Dix? I wondered how yeah. you're going to describe them then for, for a moment. But, uh, yeah, that is a bit of experience there, mate, isn't it? Between those two guys, isn't there? Mm. Right, 
Yeah. And then on yeah. Wednesday, Bobbintown versus Dob Walls and uh, Newquay against Weybridge. So uh, some interesting matches yeah. coming up. Always a good game, that one, Deeks. Newquay Weybridge, isn't it? Always produce a cracker, that game does. Yeah, a few goals. Yeah. That's right. Two all, wasn't it, yeah, earlier in yeah. the season? That's right, mate. Yeah, I think last season it was three all and four two. I think I watched both of them games last season, mate. And like you say, two all again this year. Yeah, they never failed to produce a good game. It's just one of them games things that you you can virtually guarantee is going to be a good one between them two, mate. So, hmm. yeah. Actually, yeah. is that the game Phil's going to? Did he mention going to New? Oh, I think he did, mate, didn't he? Yeah, because he said he's um, did he say he's seen Weybridge a few times this yes. season, but did he yeah. end Newquay yet, didn't he? Oh, well, that's so, it. Yeah. Then it's going to be five all, isn't it, or something like that? Exactly, mate. Yeah, I, yeah, I've got eye hopes for it already. Think something, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, five all, mate, five all. Right, <laughs> right. Before we leave the southwest. Peninsula League for this week. We have got news coming out. It's in Allstall, Rappo. Um, you know, yes. Good, well, plans it's to... Uh, well, it? yeah, it's not just yeah. the fact that actually Jason Powell has challenged you to have one of his burgers when you're there because he reckons yeah, they're yeah. the best in the county. But also, yeah. that slope is going... I know, mate. I, uh, yeah, I, I kind of missed that. I think did you? it was like like when Weybridge's ground, you know, like, yeah. oh, do you remember the old Weybridge ground beach, you know, when that one got flattened. I, I was I was a bit sad in a little way, but obviously lovely facilities. You know, forgot about it all now. But it will be even more weird, mate, with the the pole tower slope going, digs, isn't it? Because that that's been a, like a venue for well, fifteen thousand people watching a senior cup final up there in the fifties and all digs there yeah. in 60 so yeah. yeah that old that famous old slope going but um yeah. but positive stuff thinks isn't it sorry mate I'll, I'll let you talk to jason sorry mate yeah, yeah. Well, shall we bring in jason yeah right we've got jason powell now chairman of uh, afc sinorstal and um, he's going to tell us some news about what's happening ground wise but before that jason well welcome to the podcast first of all thanks dave how's the season going on the pitch would you say um, very good, I think. A um, couple of slip-ups, but still a long way to go yet. So I'm um, pleased that we're near the top challenging. Yeah, well, good. at the top at the moment. That's right. <laughs> good results. Well, would you say it was a good result against Liscard or not? I think it was. To get a point away at Liscard, I think you've got to be pleased with that. Um, as, as you know, I think perhaps the game could have gone either way. There was uh, moments when we were on top and obviously moments when this car were on top. Yeah. What did you think when there was that late penalty? I thought we'd had it. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I had faith in Harry. He's, he had some practice the week before against Sidmouth. So, um, yeah, no, uh, I, I don't know, maybe karma on that one. <laughs> well, right. Yeah, you mentioned actually uh, his penalty saves that that was the Saturday before in the Vars wasn't it did he save all three yeah. or something uh, just trying to think now I know he saved two uh, did they one one put over or one in? oh right I can't remember to be honest it was that exciting you just lose it don't you for a while yeah there's something about a penalty shootout isn't there that that it's enjoyable to watch I'm not so sure it's enjoyable to be involved in though no well again we had the same thing on Sunday with the uh with our ladies team up at Bishops of Lydiard. So in the FA Women's FA Cup, they oh. won through on penalties. <laughs> oh, so, right. um, 
considering we haven't got a goalkeeper and coach, our um, our goalkeepers are doing well on penalties <laughs> at the moment. Right. Well, keep up the good work on that side. Yeah. But we've really got you on to talk about um, news of things happening at um, for the club at Polterre. T- tell us what is all about, Jason. Right. So. Um... It's something I've personally been working on for about four years um, and it's gathered a lot of pace over the last two years. Um, so basically, we're looking to um, level the pitch. Um, what? A, level the yeah, pitch? Yeah, well... Oh, no. There aren't so many people with one leg shorter than the other now, so power <laughs> right. finding players. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to go for a state-of-the-art 3G pitch um hopefully it'll have a shock pad underneath um which can also mean it can be used for rugby training as well um and also the the characteristics the ball bounce and that is, is better um then we as you know our facilities are quite dated um we looked at refurbishing the grandstand and um changing rooms and stuff like that um and with costs and things like that, we've decided the best way to go is to get rid of it. The grandstand, clubhouse, changing rooms, and put up a new building, um, which although probably won't be as big as the grandstand we've got at the moment, will offer a better better viewing facility. Um, hopefully there'll be glass windows at the front so that people can stand inside and watch. Um, new car park, um, and general improvements all the way around. So, um, yeah, it's a very exciting time at the moment. Yeah, I bet. Now, you mentioned it's uh, you've been involved in this for four years. What sort of timescales are we looking at moving forward? Um, it's quite fluid at the moment. Where um, We've had feasibility studies done. Uh, there's been a lot of work in the background that's happened Um through uh, our stakeholders, we've got a group of about twenty of us that meet um, at least once a month on on Zoom. Um, so, uh, one of our main partners are the Cornwall College Group. Um, they uh, they're also having a forty two and a half million pound new college built in St Austell, which is obviously just across the road. Um, so, this will link in with their development as well. Um, we've got Plymouth Argyle Community Trust or involved so we'll be looking to do some education programs in the future um so what we've been doing in the background at the moment we've identified where funding will come from we've had provisional uh, discussions with with those funders um we're now at the stage so we've had feasibility studies done we're now at the stage we're about to appoint our a team of architects uh, we're looking to get a planning submission put in in January. Um, that will then take about three months to be um, hopefully given the green light. Um, then, obviously, we go out to tender for the building. At the same time, we put in the bids for uh, the funding um, and hopefully all being well. That's about a three-month process as well. Um maybe get the green light and be ready to go um possibly autumn next year right it's going to be a 3g pitch you you said so that's yep. obviously okay at, at the level you play at uh yeah you can play all the way up to uh national league 
on 3G as long as it meets the uh, FIFA uh, star rating. Um, and if it meets FIFA 2 star rating, you can actually play international games. Um, but mm-hmm. you can't play in the English Football League or the Premiership. <laughs> Which sounds a bit daft, that as well, doesn't it? So Yeah. yeah. And yeah. so where will you play when all this is going on then? Um, not sure yet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and obviously it's not just one team, it's it's four teams that we've got to find homes for. Mm. Um Obviously, with the men's team and the ladies' team, uh, ground grading uh, will will come into effect. Um, there's there's different options. I mean, Parkway a few seasons ago they played a whole season away from home. Um, that's something that might have to be done if the leagues are acceptable. Uh, I'm hoping not. Obviously, um, there's again depending when we start. Um, it might be that we can get, you know, if again with the leagues with leagues help, we might be able to get a dozen fixtures at the beginning of the season at home, um, then play away, and then maybe tail end of the season be back. I don't know. The actual pitch itself, they reckon, will only take about twenty weeks to do. Oh right. Um, but it's obviously the the clubhouse and the grandstand and changing rooms is more like a year build. Mm. Um, so whether we could come back and use some of it and hire in, um, you know, temporary changing rooms or, uh, possibly put a marquee up for a club room or things like that. We've obviously, there's a rifle club next door as well. They've got a big room upstairs that we could perhaps use. Um, or we approach some other clubs and see whether we could do a ground share for a year. Um, it's all of that sort of detail. It's very difficult to plan until we know exactly when things are going to happen. So it will come out in the wash, I think. Mm. And obviously this is going to cost a, well, a pocket full of money. Um, you've got to provide some of the funds, presumably. Um, yes and no. Um, <laughs> so um, the total project's probably about... Mm, about three and a half million, we think. Um, the uh, a great ch- a big chunk of that will come from the football foundation. Um, and yes, there is a, the um, the need to match funding on that. Um, so that will probably come from one of well, will come from one of our stakeholders. Um, but from the club's point of view, we will probably need to raise money. And I'm sure we're, well, we're planning to do a crowdfunder towards the end of the, um, well, before the build, um, which would help towards the fit out of the, the club room and stuff like that. Cause obviously we'll want an all new furniture and lots of nice spangly TVs on the wall and stuff like that. So, mm-hmm. um, but the main chunk of it will come in, come in funding. Right. And we, we've we heard of various other uh, sort of ground um, big plans uh, elsewhere that haven't quite ever got off the ground. How, how, how definite, how close are you to actually this happening? Um, <clears throat> with the people we've got around the table, um, everyone wants it to, to happen. Um, I think where a lot of projects have fell down in the past is that they had an idea 
but they didn't know where the funding was coming from. And um, even talking to some people that are involved in the working group uh, from the Football Foundation and that, you know, they've had clubs that have spent tens and tens of thousands of pounds having plans drawn up uh, before they'd even spoke to, say, the Football Foundation. Um, so we think we've done it the right way. We've identified where the funds are coming from. We've had, as I said, provisional talks with them. Um, and I, we wouldn't have gone public unless we think it was going to happen. Right. So yeah. that's that's why that's why we've put it out there, and and now we've we've got to do all the stuff for the the bids. You know, we've got to do community engagement um, and stuff like that. We need to talk to um, possible users. You know, so maybe other clubs, other organisations. Um, the the actual club room is going to be designed so that it can be divided, so that we can um, do a lot of community stuff. It needs to be a real community hub as well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm extremely excited that we're really pushing ahead, and I, I personally think it's going to happen. Right, and I mean, there's many of you involved in this that are in the the uh, the news that came out. Uh, key partners: uh, it's the Cornwall College, Argyll Community Trust, the Cornwall FA, Cornwall Council. Obviously, St. Austell Ward Councillors, Football Foundation, NHS and Social Prescribing and Safer St. Austell. There's a lot of people involved, aren't there? Yeah. Yeah, like I said, you know, our meetings are quite interesting. Um, you've got lots of people from, you know, different different walks of life and it all adds, you know, we, we've, we've, I think, on our feasibility plans, we went through like five... Um, provisional designs and each one you know everyone's having their comment i don't think that looks right i don't think that looks (laughs) right and um of course now we go to another set of architects and we'll probably end up with something totally different than what (laughs) we've what we've looked at so far but um i have told the architect that i only want straight lines curve curve things cost an awful lot more to build yeah and and you've had a you had a meeting i think at at the at the club, I still haven't you to to um, yep. put the news out to the club, and well, I can't see anyone not wanting it to happen. Can you? No, I um, obviously there were some some concern. Obviously, some people don't want to see the grandstand go. You know, it's they're used to it, aren't they? People don't like change. Um, you know, um, but we a lot of a lot of people in the club knew that you know this was going on in the background. Um, so the idea of it was that everyone was on the same page, knew where we were and what was happening next. Um, and obviously, we needed the feedback from them as well. If if they'd all turned around on on that Monday evening and said no, we don't think it's a good idea, <laughs> then we we wouldn't have gone any further. Um, there's there's a few you know a few very interesting comments things that we hadn't thought about that came out of it um but i think especially for the younger players um you know i think the younger players they've been brought up playing on 3g now and i think some of them they prefer they don't want to get muddy anymore do they so (laughs) um you know and even it was interesting. Some some of the older guys, you know, comments like, "Oh, it'd be fantastic for my granddaughter," um, you know. So people can see that 
it, it's going to be, you know, a benefit for everyone. Just going back to the um, NHS thing as well, you know, there's we're going to hopefully do a lot of um, social prescribing, so there'll be a lot of stuff for mental health and well-being and that, and you know, that that's just going to reach out to other people in the community that wouldn't normally get use out of a football club, really. Hmm. What's the situation in St Austell? I mean, big population. What What's the situation for 3G pitches? Are there any other pitches in the town or what? Um, not not, not really. I mean, uh, Polter School, right opposite, they've just recently resurfaced their um, 2 or 3G. It was um, um, sand-based synthetic before. Mm-hmm. Um Problem is, it's not full size, so it can't be used for games. Um, and you know, we I I tried because we train uh, midweeks at Brownell School and Calliworth College for the for the ladies. Um, you know, so I tried getting in on Polter School for this winter, and there's nothing available. <laughs> um, and then you you know you talk at Brannell if you want an extra half, there's nothing. The and the FA and Football Foundation a few years ago did a local football facilities plan for each county in England mm. and it was identified in that plan that um, probably the highest need for a 3G anywhere in Cornwall was St Austell Strokes and Blazy area Right, um, and that's helped us really because um, you know we've come up with that um part of this process we're talking to the county council about having a longer lease obviously we're their our landlords um and they did a thing called a site options appraisal some consultants from shropshire came down um basically looking to see if there was anywhere else in St. Austell we could go um to obviously build a better facility mm-hmm. um and there's just very little around. Um, obviously, St. Austell's built on the side of a hill. Um, <laughs> there's not a lot of flat land, and it's very densely populated. So, um, again, that was, if it we're going to put a 3G anywhere, it had to be probably on an existing site. Right. So that's part of the reason why the, the Football Foundation, are um, all behind the bid, really. Hmm. Well, it all sounds very good. Yeah, it all sounds very good. So the next the, the next hurdle to get over is what again? Uh, the moment where we've just had fee proposals in from architects. So we're meeting later this month to uh, pick an architect team. Um, then it'll be them drawing up the plans as quick as possible, designs and plans as quick as possible to put in for planning, which hopefully will be sometime in January, early January, hopefully. But of course, Christmas comes, gets in the way, doesn't it, as well? Right. Okay. Well, it all sounds very good. Um, We wish you the best of luck with this, Jason. And uh, are you losing any sleep over it yet? Uh, What sleep? (laughs) 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 It's quite interesting. Oh, yesterday, I uh, four or five emails came through. So I, I came out the club last night, printed them all off, went home, read them quite late, um, went to bed. I thought quite a decent time, but I didn't get to sleep till about three in the morning because it's mm. just oh, spinning, you know. Yeah. Um, but hope, hopefully, yeah, I, I'm hoping now we now we've we've mapped out our timetable and our, you know before it's been a lot about how can we make this happen 
you know and now it's we we know the road we've got to go down we know everything's it's just the actual timings that might move a bit you know and mm. i mean there's things there's things like um ecology surveys and we're probably going to have to at some point talk to the archae- archaeological right. department of cornwall council and ground yeah you know, so we we don't know it, it, it's just but yeah at the moment at the moment um i'm getting some sleep <laughs> right well let's hope you don't find any old players under the pitch or anything like that when they do that survey but uh... yeah no. <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping i might find some of the money you know that we obviously made from the massive crowds in the 50s and 60s <laughs> that someone might have buried and um, yeah that'd be good wouldn't it? yeah that would be yeah. very good right okay well look it sounds a very grand scheme we wish you the best of luck and hope that uh there aren't too many uh, hold-ups or hiccups because, uh, as we know, none of these things are ever straightforward, are they? It must. I can uh, no. understand already why you're losing a bit of sleep over it. But, uh, well, good luck, and uh, we'll keep watching what's, uh, what progress is being made. Excellent, Dave. Thank you very much. Yeah, I, I mean, I remember Paolo, actually, Dixie, he, well... You know, we're in a privileged position, mate, and we, well, you know everything anyway, mate, more than me, but but he, he did give us the nod, didn't he, a long time ago on, but it was on the QT, wasn't it, mate, mm. about, about you know, the, all the plans and everything. So so it's good to see it all finally come into fruition, mate, isn't it? And, and you know, from my own personal experience, obviously, Deeks, you know, I've seen a lot of the old... 3G, you know, 4G, super duper pitches, mate, you know, up, up Scotland, mate, you know, obviously go up there like three times a year, whatever. And, you know, over the years, Deeks, you know, when I break into their grounds, usually, like, mate, they're, they're pretty successful things, mate. You know, get talking to, you know, one of the club people out there most of the time. And, and most clubs, mate, you know, when they have that, they're, they're virtually like the, the hubs of their community, really, Deeks. So, so in my opinion, mate, you know, like you say, sad to see Holter go, but, you know, it's all good news, mate. And actually, mate, I, was, I remember vividly, I was talking to the secretary at Gretna Deeks, um, you know, I went in there one day. I didn't have to break in there even, mate. The gate was open. Mm. But um, and, I, and I remember talking to him on the pitch, mate. Really nice guy he was, mate. English guy, actually, Deeks, at Gretna. But, um, and I was amazed. Mate. I remember him saying to me vividly, mate, he said, he said, there's a match on here every night for the next 16 nights Blimey. he said mate on yeah on their 3g pitch and he and he said you know with with the men's football the women's the youth uh they had a disability league there deeks and and he said you know he said it's brilliant because the clubhouse is literally you know buzzing all the time deeks you know they they were making a lot of money through the you know obviously in the clubhouse as well deeks. so it's not just you know it's not just like the facilities that you could use you know obviously you know the clubhouse is going to benefit, so it's all good news. I think Dix is, you know, it's a, it's a great sort of. Um, you know, I can't wait to see more teams do it. Then here, I wish they would, mate. You know, good luck to Paula and so you know, and like Phil will probably be appreciative, mate, wouldn't he? You know, and nothing. You know, you can play on that pitch at any time of the year, <laughs> Dix, couldn't you? Yeah. So, you yeah. know, you know, it's. Um, Feels the best at his job, mate. You know, in the country, for in my opinion, and he and he still gets, you know, obviously he still gets a backlog of fixtures every season, doesn't he? So, you know, I think you know things like this are are a good initiative. To, yeah, going forward, I think. Yeah, so uh, best of luck there with the uh, project. I mean, obviously, it's still a long way to go, but um, it's uh, good to hear that people are thinking. Uh, uh, well, yeah, thinking forward. 
I suppose, is what you can say, isn't it? Yeah, definitely, Dix, yeah. All good stuff, I think, mate. Yeah, all good. You know, I've seen how it works in Scotland. I mean, obviously, they get, you know, their winters up there may are a lot worse than we get. Maybe they, they probably need them up there a bit more. But but no, I do think it's a really good thing, mate, you know, for, for, for all concerned, Dix, don't you, really? And and the pitches these days, mate, they're, they're pretty immaculate, aren't they? These new, these new sort of, you know, artificial pitches, they're, you know, pretty spot on really digs aren't they so mm. yeah, yeah the, the only the only thing i hope is that um uh, you know you say about all these games that are on the the pitch but let's hope that they don't sort of price them so high that clubs or teams can't afford yeah. can't afford to book them that's my only concern but uh, you know that's yeah. uh, that's uh, in the future to be decided but in the meantime uh, well, well done to everyone involved. I mean, it sounds as if uh, it's a big group of people and concerns that are involved in the, in the yeah. plans for um, this to go ahead in St. Austell. So, and thanks for Jason for coming on the podcast. Yeah, good old Paolo, mate. Yeah, nice to see him on Saturday, Dix, wasn't it? Mm. And, uh, well, as he yeah. said, um, he's got a burger ready for you, I, I think. Yeah, yeah, I look forward to that. Thanks, look for you. It would take a bit of beating, mate, to beat JC's. I, I must admit, mate, you'll take a bit of beating. <laughs> You're listening to the Cornish Soccer Rappo and Deke's Friday Fix. Right, before we move on to the St. Pierre League, a quick mention for our clubs in the FA Youth Cup. Uh, Tuesday, True City won 7 3 at Helston Rappo. High scoring yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, I meant to text Gozzy, mate. I've, I've been that busy at work, Deeks, this week. It's been flipping unbelievable, mate. But I've earned me money this week, Deeks, that's for sure, mate. But, um, <laughs> yeah, we've got helicopters landing at 3 and three a.m., Deeks. Okay. Uh, fire alarms going off, mate. Yeah, yeah, I've had a I've had a pretty horrendous week, Deeks. But, but uh, anything that could go wrong, mate, has gone well. Yeah, anything that could make you busy as, mate. So, mm. so uh that's what I'm there for, Diggs, I suppose, isn't it? But but yeah, I meant to text Gozzy, mate, but I sort of totally forgot, mate. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's, he's doing well as a manager, Diggs, isn't he? Mm. With his Toro under-18s, mate. Cracking result, that one, mate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And uh, there was, uh, well, one other game in uh, in this round of the FA Youth Cup. Um, that is uh, involving Falmouth, uh, who actually, because we record this uh on a Thursday, that that game is actually uh, not uh, being played yet. So uh, it's Falmouth uh, going up there to play Torquay United at um, Buckland's pitch, I notice. Yeah, lovely venue to play on, mate. I think Wills, he might have had something to do with that, Deeks, isn't he? Because he's the new mm. Torquay United under-18 manager, mate. And he obviously got, you know, some contacts. He was at Buckland for a little spell, wasn't he, earlier in the season before he took the, took the job, mate, So at Torquay. So, yeah, nice venue for Torquay, you know, to play at, mate, isn't it? And, yeah. and the lads all the way, mate, yeah. Nice. Bit, bit of a shame in a way. If I was a Falmouth player, I would have been looking forward to play at Torquay's main pitch. But there we go. Can't yeah. have everything. Yeah. No, no, you're right, Dick. Yeah, it would have been nice to, to have had it on. You know, because a lot of the FA Youth Cup ties do tend to be on the main pitch, Dix, don't they? Like, you know, like Alston had, didn't they, in the last round at Yeovil and yeah, everything, didn't that's they? that's true. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's true, mate. But but yes, but but I suppose that you know, it's not a bad second best, is it, mate? Was it Homer's Heath and it yeah. leaks, Buckman? Yeah. 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 Good. Good luck, mate. Good luck to him, mate, out there. Right. Okay. Make sure you don't miss an episode of the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix by subscribing on your favourite podcast platform.
Just search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football and you've got it. So um, last Sunday there was uh, Women's FA Cup action, second qualifying round and uh, well, a bit of a humdinger at uh, Bishop's Lydiard by Sands. It finished 2-all yeah. and uh, St Austell won 4-3 on penalties. So uh, uh, well done to them. Um, a little bit more um, one-sided was the Helston's 8-0 win against Crediton. Sticker, even better, 12-0 against St Agnes. Uh, Liscard, um, I think Liscard were a goal down, weren't they? And came back to win 2-1 at home to Soldash United. And not quite such a good penalty shootout for Soldash Borough. They um, they were 2-all with Plimpton after um, time up, but they lost 5-4 on penalties. And Bude went to Timoth and lost 3-1. So... Uh, that was the second qualifying round. The third round qualifying, um, or is it the third qualifying round? I'm not sure on that. But anyway, it's the third round of you know qualifying. You know what yeah. I mean, don't you? So uh, yeah, yeah. ties ties coming up on the 22nd of October. Uh, Helston are at AEK Boko or Boko. Oh, I thought you were going to say Athens then, Dick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a little bit uh, yeah. trip, right? uh, yeah. that was that, that, that would have been a better tie, wouldn't it? AEK <laughs> <Yeah>. Athens. Um, <laughs> so uh, that, that's Helston. St. Austin are also away. They're at AFC Bournemouth. Um, then we've got two home ties. Liscard take on Swindon Town and Sticker against Frampton Rangers with the winners receiving Rappo. Four thousand pounds, and the lose the losers get a thousand quid. Do they? Yeah, it's not not very often, mate. You get a grand for losing a game of football. <laughs> no, that's it's right. Softens the blow a bit, <laughs> that, mate, doesn't it? Yeah. So yeah, yeah, fabulous money, digs, isn't it? Four yeah, grand. yeah, that's right. So those ties, as I said, twenty second of October. So a couple of weeks away for those. Um, this week, Sunday. In the Premier Division of the Southwest Regional Women's Football League, St. Austell on the road again. This time they're at, uh, where were they last week? Bishop's Lydiard. This week yeah. they're at Bristol Rovers. Crikey. <laughs> uh, yeah, well, girls do some travelling digs, don't they? Yeah, yeah. that's right. Take me out of school, mate. Yeah. Some commitment, isn't it, on a Sunday? Yeah, that's Big right. Commitment. So, St. Austell at Bristol Rovers. Liscard uh, are at home to Sherbourne Town. In the Western Division... Um, well, there's a 100% record. Il- Ilminster Town, they're top of the table. They take on an undefeated sticker. So that uh, could be an interesting game. And uh, Sodash United should get three points. They play bottom side middle Zoy. Um, then it's uh, in the Cornwall Women's Football League. It's League Cup action first round and uh, a few ties there. Four ties in total. The Cornwall Women's Football League Division 1... Well, Bodmin, top of the table at the moment. They travel to St Agnes and uh, there's just a couple games in uh, the Division 2. In fact, three games in Division 2. So all those fixtures and scores, obviously you can find them on the FA full-time site and uh, they also go, they get posted thanks to uh, uh, Gary Hocking on the uh, Cornwall Football Forum. So um, they're on there as soon as they can be possibly found out. So... That's where you want to go for uh, women's football. For St. Piran League football, I go to Rappo. 
Yeah, Deke's uh, plenty of fixtures all across the board, mate. Um, obviously, there was still three Cornwall Intermediate Cup ties uh, last weekend. Deke's were the majority of them the week before, but but we had three to sort of finish, mate. And, and Mosul, Deeks, you know, we talked about Milbrook's long trip in the minibus, didn't we, down to Mosul um, earlier, Deeks, and it was a bit of a fruitless one, mate. They lost 7-0 down at Trungle Park, mate. Um, and some Blazy Reserve Steaks. Uh, they, they had a good win, five-one over Morwenstow at Blaze Park Deeks. But there was there was possibly a slight shock Deeks um, when I saw the score come through. Don't know what you thought, mate. St Newland East Deeks. They they handed out. Well, they knocked out Alston Reserves two-one, mate. Um, with a, with a brace from Ross London, mate, in the thirty-first and seventy-fifth minutes, mate. I know Newland East are a decent side. You know, you spoke to Grigger there a couple of times mate, over the years, mate. But I thought that was a little bit of a shock, mate, didn't you? Alston mm. Reserves, maybe. Because yeah, they're, uh, they're a division lower as such, aren't they? They're Division 1 East, yeah, yeah. Uh, whereas Helston are the um, Premier Division, aren't they? Yeah, so. that's, yeah that's right, Deeks. You know, like league table-wise, it, it was a shock, mate, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so, yeah I, I, yeah, I thought that was a good result for Newland East, mate. Result of the day in in that anyway. But but going to the league, Deeks, Premier East, um, Salt Ash Bird, mate, they stay in second place with it with a, with a pretty comprehensive 5-1 home win over Alton and Deeks. Um, St. Dom stay top, mate. You know, they, it, they were made to work a bit harder, Deeks. They had, they had a pretty difficult 2-1 away success, mate, at the aforementioned Polterra, Deeks. We were talking about it just now, weren't we? <laughs> um, and yeah, and Kev's team won 2-1 there, mate. Kieran Royal and Harvey Barrett with the goals there, mate. But, but I think the result of the day, Deeks, is... <laughs> You know, I don't know if you've seen this one, mate. Lonson reserves five, Paul Paro six. Did you, <laughs> did you see that one? Yes. Yeah, what a game. What a game at Penny Gillen, mate. You know, um, but uh, you don't get many of them, mate, to the pound, do you? Five, <laughs> six, you know, six, five away wins. Especially in that standard, Dick, you know, the Premier League, you know, he's doing so. And um, I don't know if you noticed, mate, Ethan Gwillem, he scored two goals in the first four minutes of that game. Um so uh, and he went on to score a double hat trick. Did he? I was going to say he got he all their goals, didn't he? Yeah, yeah, I know, mate. Well, you know, a six-five away win, and and Ethan got the lot, mate. Ethan Gwillem. So, so you know, it, I can imagine Ethan might have had a shandy that night Dick, to, <laughs> to celebrate. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Well, Don't get many of them in your career, mate. Fully you? deserved. That's right. Exactly, mate. Yeah, I thought I'd go down through the leagues. Bit of a change this week, Dick. So I thought I'd go down. You know. A, uh, by standard, Deeks. So I'm going to go to the Premier West, Deeks, if I may. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll go down in divisions rather than East and West for, for a change, Deeks. And uh, Premier West, mate, uh, New Boys Pending Rovers, they had a thumping 9-3 victory over St Agnes. Uh, Perrinwell had a really good 4-1 win at Redruth United. Um, St Deeks, there, you know, obviously up there, mate, you know, up there now, mate, as we knew they would be. They had a good 5-2 win at Wendron Reserves, mate, there at Underlane. Uh, and a couple of clubs who've had their problems in, in recent times. Deeks met at Curno Road, mate, with um, Henrin, obviously, mate, and visitors, Porth Levin, mate. They've had their problems, haven't they, over the last couple of seasons. But but it was the visitors that, um, that come away 
from uh, Kernick Road, mate, with a 3-0 win, mate. Port did. And I think probably the most impressive result of the day, possibly another new team in the league, mate, St. Just, um, going to Bickland Park and beating Falmouth Town 2-1, Deeks, possibly. Mm, yeah. Result of the day. Effort, yeah, well done, St. Just. Uh, uh, Division 1 East, mate, four teams at the top, mate, and that one, it looks a good league already, Deeks, uh, all on 16 points at present. Most extraordinary sort of game involved, mate, of the day. One of the, well, one of these top four sides, Deeks, Nampian, they beat Liscord Reserves 9-4, Deeks. Did you see that? <laughs> That's a ridiculous scoreline, isn't it? Yeah, it is, mate, isn't it? It is, it is yeah. It seems like one of those old CB things, mate, isn't it? 9-4, good buddy. <laughs> I think that's 10-4, isn't it? Oh, uh, yeah, you're right, Deeks. You're right, it is 10-4, isn't it? I never have one, to be fair. <laughs> um, yeah, sorry, Deeks, it is, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, 10-4. But, but Callum Oldham, Deeks, he seems like a lad that's scoring a few goals. Mate, he, he had another hat-trick. I think that's his third or fourth hat-trick of the season for Nampi and mate. Are you going to so be recommending him to anyone or not? Um, well, after seeing play first, Deeks, I don't like to ah, recommend right. anyone unless I've actually <laughs> seen them. Yeah, so I'll, I'll go and have a look at Callum, mate. But right. he's a well, he outscored Jaffa, didn't he, mate? Jaffa road played, didn't he? Yeah, for, for now. Yeah. Jaffa, Jaffa had a brace, mate. So you know, he's, he's done well to outscore Jaffa, mate. And he, uh, Captain Scott Brown, he had a couple, mate. Well, it's three twos and a three deeps. Uh, four goal scores for those nine goals. You know, Callum's Zatrick's Captain Scott Brown, two. Jaffa, two. And uh, Harry Wilshaw with two digs. So, so yeah. Um, Lucas Preston and Johnny Coleman, mate, scored two each as well, digs. That was for Nuki Reserves in their 4-1 win over Kilcampton at Mount Wise. Um, and St. Blazy Reserves and Foxhold both hit five last Saturday. Digs Blazy 5-1 at home to Morwenstow. Well, that was in the cup, Digs. Wasn't it? I've already mentioned that, haven't I? Sorry, mate. That was in the cup, so ignore me there. Foxhold. <laughs> Foxhold, Digs. Sorry, mate. Yeah, sorry, mate. You're getting so all excited, aren't you? I can tell you're getting very excited yeah, in this. It, it, I know, mate. I've It's my local team, Digs, isn't it? I've given, I've given credit for a league and the cup win, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to give them a double header here, Invincible. Mate, invincible, they are. Exactly, yeah. I'm trying to give them three points here, Deeks, for nothing. But, but, um, but yeah, Fox had a good uh, five nil win, Deeks, at Tour Point Thirds. You know, uh, mm. always a thriving club, Tour Point, and they with all their teams. But not, not many teams go there and beat them five nil, mate. I wouldn't have thought. Um, Division One West, mate. Troon and Praise, you know, look to be the pace setters there in that division but, but both Deeks both only just won uh, only just won last Saturday mate Troon 3-2 at home to Houston thirds at Greater Port mate and and praise mate even more exciting 4-3 winners mate at Campbell School of Mines Deeks has uh, started their league season now mate they had a, I think you mentioned it was their first cup game didn't you last last week Deeks wasn't it their first mm-hmm. game in the season so, so they've got their league campaign off to a well off to a losing start as it happens, mate, but no disgrace in that against Praise, mate. Dan Bray with a brace, Jacob Paul and Alex Zamanegra, mate, with a, with a, Praise's four goals. Division two East, top two clash it was, Deeks, and, and we called it actually, Deeks, one of our games of the week last week, Deeks, and it didn't disappoint, mate, you know, thankfully, thankfully we got it right, Deeks. It was 
Lanivet, mate, they went to the top of the league at the expense of their opponents. Well, they leapfrogged, you could say, Dicks, you know, after the game, mate. Lanivet, they, they beat previously top of the table, Hen Silver, mate, in a thrilling 4 3 victory, Dicks. <laughs> Yeah, so so it was a good game, man. I'm glad we called it as a game of the week. Leighton Corot digs with an hat trick. You probably mm. remember that name from the old Southwestern League, mate, don't mm. you? And and, uh, and yeah, James McNary with the other one, mate. Um, St. Teth had a good 6-3 win at St. Mimver, mate, with two players scoring at tricks digs, uh, Daniel Wren and Nathan Smith uh, in that game. Division 2 West, mate, well, Logan Reserves, Deeks and New in Titans, both clear at the top, mate, but neither were that convincing last Saturday, Deeks. Both teams scraped to a 2-1 win. In that, it's a quite a good league, actually, Deeks. Obviously, I've seen quite a bit of it, that Division 2 West, and, and there isn't a lot, Deeks, between all the teams, if you know what I mean, mate. You know, we've got, like, Ben's team, you know, Power and Wild Deeks, they're around the bottom, mate, and Newlin, you know... Um, well, sorry, not newly mate. New in Titans are obviously top, you know, at the top. And you know, I watched them earlier in the season, Deeks, and it was like two one, if you know what I mean, to Titans. And Paranwell almost got a draw with them, you know, with ten men. So they're in an awful lot between the teams in that Division Two West Deeks. So it, it could be a good division, mate. And and uh, Lugan reserves and New in Titans both are Lugan teams, uh, incidentally, Deeks. Uh, if any don't anyone don't know where New in Titans play, but but they're both clear at the top, but but. Yeah, both struggled to win 2-1 Deeks. The Lugan are home to Stidians at Oxland Park, mate. Ashley Smith and Tom Butt with the goals there. And then uh, Connor Arthur's brace, mate, did the damage for Titans with their win over Penzance, uh, Penzance Reserve Deeks, who are, who are going quite well as well, mate. A good side at, at Lugan Park there, mate. So so two KG own wins there, mate, for the two favourite Deeks in that division, hmm. really. Yeah, so uh, and um, in Division Three East, it's just the one league game. St Dom reserves winning six 0 at Grampound. Division Three West also only one fixture, with um, well, it was Holman Steaks. They hit double figures at Blaythorne, mate, in a ten 0 win against the Knives Mariners, mate. Uh, Liam Phillips, uh, yeah, a, a hat trick from Liam Phillips, including in that win. Again, Diggs, Division 4 East, one league game. St. Teth reserves, 4-3 winners over Los Wiedel reserves. Uh, and uh, in that game, mate, St. Teth, they had uh, two sweets, two unnies and a cook in their lineup, <laughs> mate. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so Gordon Ramsay might have enjoyed being at that game, <laughs> <laughs> but um, and Division Four West Deeks, there was a few fixtures there, mate. But the the the, the outstanding result really, mate, was Pendrin Reserves who shot to the top of the table with their ten nil win at Lizard Orgol Reserves Deeks. Uh, and Liam Dent, mate, you know that man Denty. Well, John Dent's son, mm -hmm. mate. You know, one of John's sons, uh, my old teammate. Uh, he took his tally to sixteen for the season, mate. Another man scoring a double hat trick, Deeks. So, uh, yeah, and you may be asking, Deeks, why the lack of fixtures in Division 3 and 4, mate, last week? But it was uh, it was um, because of the, well, the, the respective divisions, mate. They, they had their cup competition started, mate, wasn't it, due ah, to right. yeah, the Percy Stevens Cup, Deeks, which we discovered last week or for Division 3 and 4 teams, mate, aren't they? Of course, in the East yes, and West. that's right, yeah. yeah. 
we got to the bottom of that, didn't we, last week? And and uh, and I'd say, Diggs, looking at the a few sort of handy results, but I'd I'd say looking at all the games there, mate, that there was a, a pretty big shot, mate. Um, it's two Division Three West teams, mate. You know they they clashed. It was eleventh place Goonavon going into the game against runaway leaders Probostics, who've won all their seven games so far, hundred percent record at Ring Manor, mate. Goonavon's lovely Ring Manor ground. I drove past that the other day. Digs a pitch was looking immaculate, mate. It, you know you wouldn't see a better pitch in the southwest than they really. Mm. I mean, Perra and Porth and Gunavran, I popped in the other day, mate. I was dropping Ben back to Nuki Diggs and we had a look in both grounds, both looking stunning, mate, in the sun, in the sun, mate. But but so, so well done to all concerned there, grounds and wise, mate. Yeah, the hardy volunteers we talk about, mate. But but yeah, Gunavran Diggs, they, uh, well, be probus, mate, 100% high flyers in the Division Three West, mate. Gunavran in 11th, so you thought that would have been a pretty, you know, a pretty easy victory away victory digs, but but not the case, mate. Um Gunavron ended up beating Probus 3-1 digs, mm. knocking them out. Yeah. Lewis Brown or Louis Brown, Ben Tidy. Wonder if it was a tidy finish, mate, from Ben. <laughs> but uh, story, mate. And Tyler Wood with the goal sticks and um yeah, and the stat of the day, Deeks, from that game also was there was uh, there was a Sam Bullen playing on both teams. Oh no! Yeah, no. yeah, there was, and actually Sam scored Probus's goal, mate. The Probus Sam Bullen, he scored Probus's goals, right? And and the crowd beyond the goal were were uh, well, they were heard to be singing. There's only two Sam Bullens, mate. Uh. God. <laughs> Sorry, mate. The old song, but but no, a bit of a shot there, Diggs. Gunavan being probus, I think, mate. You know. Yeah. Um, I had a quick look, Diggs. I've come up with one game of the day, mate. You know, I didn't want to bore bore you, mate. You know, with all the some Perrin League stuff, mate. So um, I've come up. I don't think we got to look any further, Diggs, than um, St. Perrin, uh West. Premier Division digs a, a big game, mate. Um, St. Dave versus Mosel digs. Oh, and got to look no further. Yeah, so we haven't got to look no further than that one, mate. Have we really? What's that? Top what two. Top two is it? Yeah, I think it is top two, mate. I'm just going to get the league up here now, actually, mate. I, yeah, I'm pretty sure that is the. Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm all thumbs here, mate, with my iPad. <laughs> yeah, you know when you go on the full time, the East always comes up first, thing, yeah. doesn't it? Yeah, and you've got a yeah, you've got a like. Yeah, but here we are, mate. And and you're you're absolutely spot on, Dick Chef. Mausel top twenty one points from eight games. St. Day second nineteen points from seven games. So so it is a proper cracker, Dick, isn't it? And that's at St. Day, you said, didn't you? Yeah, sorry, Dick. Yeah, at the Vogue, mate, that one. Three PM kickoff. So what yeah, what St. are we going for? A home win? Both both <laughs> scored thirty two goal sticks. Both Mansell's only conceded nine. St. Day conceded eleven. Both scored thirty two goals. So they're scoring a few goals a game, mate. They're both scoring about four a game, aren't they? And yeah, I'm go- I'm gonna go three two St. Day digs. What about you, mate? There'll three. be goals, I think. Well, I'm gonna go yeah. th- you're you're going three two to St. Day, you said. Yeah, yeah. Right. Three two. No, I think it'll be 4-1 St. Day. Oh, dear. Yeah. you got faith, mate. you got faith. All right, mate. We'll have a look at that next week. I've jotted that down, Deeks. We'll have a look at that next week. Yeah. 
judging by our performances, though, mate, this season, we neither of us have done it right, <laughs> maybe. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Probably be yeah, a draw. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We might get the St. Day win, but none, neither of us will get the result right, Dick, will we? No, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I think that's it, Diggs, uh, St. Perrin League-wise, mate, I think. Right, OK. So, yeah, it, this, the St. Perrin League, with it all together, it, I don't know why it should seem more difficult to keep tabs on everything, but, but it, uh, yeah. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's a busy old league now, isn't it? it yeah, it is, mate. You've got you to keep your eyes peeled, Diggs, haven't you? Yeah. For, for, um, is that your yeah, phone going off there? It is a busy old league, isn't it? Yeah, sorry, Diggs. Me, <laughs> me, um, well, good time to cut me off, Diggs. I'm down to 5% on my battery. <laughs> yeah, sorry, mate. I'm usually more organised more organized than this, Diggs, but I overslept, mate, from my night shift last night. So, mm. sorry, mate, if you can hear it beeping. Yeah, no, it's okay. my fault entirely right so well very briefly then rapper where are you are you likely yeah. to be taking in any games yeah well ben's out deeks he's he's um he's well what's he strained his medial medial no not his medial right? his lateral on the outside of the knee it is dick so so yeah he strained his lateral knee ligaments at morning mate the the other week mate so and he carried on playing after he that well he scored actually so he's probably glad he did mate but <laughs> but he carried yeah not he if he's carried out for on five weeks no well, no that's it mate. i don't think he's done himself any favours because he carried on playing Diggs and, and he sort of knackered himself now so yeah he's going to be out for five or six weeks I think Diggs so which does give me a chance mate doesn't it to, to go around and like you know see your good self last week at the score and caught up with JC and Gilby and a lot of good old mates like but um, but yeah I don't know I think two games really Diggs they sort of standing out for me you know, on, on Saturday, Diggs, I might go and see me good old mate Sweeter, um, you know, at, at Blazy Diggs. You know, they, they've got that Clevedon game, and mm. they see how Blazy are getting on in the Western League. Yeah. Or or do I go back to Lux Park, mate, and, and have another one of JC's burgers, mate? <laughs> or do I go back? There and watch the what's that? Liscord Wakes, you know, my old club, one of my old club mate, the Bridgers, you know, against the uh, air tips for the title. Liscord, do, mm. do I go back to Luxport for a second? Yeah, difficult, so, difficult sure. choice. Am I sort of open to make that? Yeah, it is Diggs, isn't it? I am, I have actually finished now, Diggs, till Monday night, so I, I might, I might try and take in that Callington. Versus Bobman game as well, Dick. You know, club supports uh, Simon, mate, and, uh, and my and my fine mate. You know, my fine Reese, Reese Lovely. <laughs> right. You know, me. Uh, you know, I've obviously recommended. Really, you know, like, well, I didn't find him find the Dick, did I really? But I did. <laughs> you know, I did recommend him to a few managers. So yeah, good to see Reese. You know, starting his uh, South Western career off with a bang mate so yeah. Uh, yeah I might try and get to that game if I can Diggs okay yeah okay well your phone is becoming a little bit crazy now I don't know whether that's because of it running out of juice or not or what but um, but uh, we, we did yeah. get to grips with that so it's St Blasey or Liscard or yeah and or Callington on, on uh, this evening so uh, you're going to be a busy boy which whichever it is enjoy your games don't forget, you can subscribe to the Rappo and Deeks Friday Fix podcast. Just go to your favorite podcast platform and search for Cornish Soccer Talking Football.
And also, if you want to listen back to any previous podcasts of Cornish Soccer, they are all available at anchor.fm slash Cornish Soccer. Thank you. Sorry, Deke, so I'm losing you a bit now, mate. <laughs> right. <laughs> Me volume's gone, Deke. <laughs> right, well, rappers, rappers' volume is gone, so I think this is the time to wrap it up. Uh, don't forget, if you can, get the chance to uh, get a copy of his book on the 14th. He's signing his book down at uh, Bicklin Park. It's it's a wrap, and I think this ought to be a wrap, rapo, because I can't hear you. So, to everyone, enjoy your football. Make sure you go to a game, support your local club, and thanks very much. Thanks, Deeks. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed the show. Your Cornish 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 C